Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Connecting to the big show. In three, two, one. The attack on all your senses from minute one. It was incredible. Don't just hand over this life. Educate yourself. I would welcome anything that would help to protect the children further. You know? The same spiel we get from them. Very little respect. Can we just talk? Call 0818 96 96 96. Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. On Cork's 96FM. <laughs> we got a message from a guy yesterday uh, and he wanted to know, am I a Corkonian now? Have, have I finally become a Corkman? <laughs> oh, remind me to read you that in a second. It's brilliant, actually. It's brilliant. And it, I kind of say, well, yeah, you kind of are. You could have gone one step further, but you kind of are. That's in a sec. Also, the, uh, the farmers' protest outside Dunn's, which was all sorted yesterday morning when Dunn's agreed to talk to the farmers. I was talking to one farmer from Cork who said that is not the way to go about getting better prices for your produce, and that is not the way to be protesting. That's coming up later. And also, the price of petrol, it's in the papers this morning, it's now nearly 600 quid a year, more expensive to drive an ordinary family car. Like, that's bonkers stuff. Is it time now to finally bite the bullet and go for electrics? Go for an electric or go for a hybrid? We've had a listener that uh, wants to ask that question and wants to see what the options are. And, you know, are we anywhere near being able to replace the nice, handy family saloon car with an affordable electric? You know, well, that's coming up later on. 0818. 96, 96, 96. Your thoughts on all of those things? I'll tell you what it was, right? This guy, he got onto us and he said, lads, he said, I think his tongue was very firmly planted in his cheek, but who cares? Lads, after nearly 20 years in Cork, I have finally done it. I've booked a week in Lanzarote, Puerto del Carmen, right there on Playa Grande. Does this mean I'm now a Corkonian? I love it. After 20 years in Cork, booked a week in Lanzarote, Puerto del Carmen. Does this mean I'm I'm finally a Corkman? You see, I'd be more inclined to think, well, you are, sort of, but you'd be more of a Corkman if you'd booked Santa Pana. You would be. You know, but maybe you start with little baby steps. But is that one of the purely Cork things that we do for our holidays? 
we go to Puerto del Carmen or we go to Santa Pon. I loved, I've been to both, but I've been to Puerto del Carmen many times. Been to Santa Ponza twice. Ah, listen, what a great place for a week's holiday. Brilliant. But is our friend finally, finally a Corkman? 0818. 96, 96, 96. Two more serious stuff, though, to kick us off this morning. You may remember or you may know this voice. If you follow her on Instagram, you will certainly know this voice. It's uncomfortable when someone follows you. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, so far off. What are you following me for? Do you feel comfortable like this? Yeah, so go. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So go. That's Kyla O'Connor, or Kyla Cobbler, uh, on Instagram. She's got 57,000 followers on the gram, doing comedy and fashion and fun and just generally having a laugh all day, every day, uh, documenting on video her life in, in Barcelona. Before that, she was living in Milan, and she did the very same there. But that was an incident she put up on her gram of a guy who followed her on the way home He was on a bike. She was walking home in Barcelona late at night. He followed her. Uh, He frightened the life out of her, even though you don't get the impression of it in that clip, but he did. He frightened the life out of her until somebody that she knows came to her rescue literally within yards of her home. And we, we caught up last night and had a good chat about it. And she really is, she really is very shaken by it all. Kyla, good to catch up again. These days you live in, in Barcelona. Yeah. Did, tell <laughs> mm. me, were you going home from work or what were you doing? This guy followed you on a bike. Yeah, I was coming back. I'd finished work at 10 and then me and one of the girls just went out for a drink in a bar very close to my house, like literally about a 10 minute walk. And it was only about half one and I was walking back and I, not- I was actually doing Instagram stories and I noticed that there was this guy following me on a bike. But at that point, I was kind of on the main road. So I wasn't fearful. But then when I walked, like I took a turn to go up to my house where it's residential, not residential, but like you wouldn't be going up there if you didn't live there. Yeah. And I saw they kind of followed me. And then I took a step back and turned the other way because there's two ways to go to see if he would continue following me. And then he did. Uh, and then, you know, when your heart starts beating and you're like, oh, God, here we go. Uh, and then I confronted him. I was, I had my phone out. So then I started filming him and I was just like, do you like how this feels now to be watched like this? And then, um, whenever I confronted him, I just told him to F off, whatever. And I was like, go away, leave me alone, leave me alone. Mm. And I kept filming him and then he just cycled off. But then when I put the phone down, I started walking towards my home and he cycled faster up towards me. And then I ran up the road because I live next to a church. I live in a, like a little square where there's a big church mm. and the lads that sleep outside the church, the homeless lads, they're lovely. Like, cause I'd see them, I see them every day. Like, you know what mm. I mean? So they saw me running and then one of them came out to help me and kind of pushed him on the bike and just told him to F off in Spanish. And, uh, there was a little bit of a rough and a rough and not a rough and tumble, but like words exchanged. And yeah. then I just came into the house then and I was making, I was documenting the whole thing. And I was like, Oh my God, thanks so much to your man. And your man PJ as well would be considered will say and in the eyes of society and a standard thing, you know, like the homeless guy sleeping yeah. rough. Yeah, yeah. And he was the one that ended up being the gentleman, do you know, and being the kind of the more humane one out of uh, out of the two. So then, um, yeah, but I got an awful fright. Like, it's just so, it's exhausting. Yeah. Did you make a police report? Yeah, I went down after work because I was kind of like, because I think as well as women, we always have this sense of like, I'm exaggerating or like, because he didn't touch me. He didn't do anything to me. You yeah. know what I mean? And you're always afraid, like, 
that you, you're kind of like, I, I don't know, because a lot of people don't get validated when these things happen to them. If it's not either like rape or just getting completely attacked, you know, people don't get validated or people are told, oh, you'll be silly. And I said that on my story too, like I had had a few drinks. And my point is it doesn't matter if I'm drunk because any normal man wouldn't do anything anyway. Even yeah. if the person was absolutely langers with their skirt up around their neck, you know, any good person wouldn't hurt them because if someone's in a vulnerable position, you don't attack them because that's predatorial behavior. And I went to the police and I was actually really nervous about going to the police. And I was walking down with my friend and I was really upset all day, you know, because you know, I was just, I just felt really out of sorts. And she was like, come on, we go and we'll just say, and excuse me, I must say they were lovely. Like they were really nice. And I was showing them the stories and they're like, well done. And there was a lady talking to me and then they recorded it. They, they made me email them the the video and you're like, we're going to send it out to everyone. Like I watched them do it and they're like, well done for coming in. And I was like, and in the city, Peter, that would be very rare. And Kaya, have, have you got Spanish? I mean, have you picked up Spanish since you moved there? Um, I'm able to, uh, I'm able to communicate, no bother. Yeah, good. You know good. what I mean? But it was just, it's yeah. just so exhausting. It's just so exhausting. And like, in general, I mean, I know you don't get home to Cork very much, so you've no idea really, I suppose, what Cork is like these days. But no, I've no, well, I came I came back a few weeks ago, but I was in West Cork, like I was at yeah, the Chicks. Yeah. So I don't know what it's like, but I know what it is to be a woman, like, and it yeah. doesn't matter where you are, any city. Like, my whole point is that, like, I was able to get help, and I think this narrative that we've adapted of saying, like, not all men and not all men, and I said that yesterday, I know, but it's not all men, but the men that are good help us. Yeah. Because you can't do it alone because they're not going to come for you. They're going to come for us because we are the more vulnerable sex. You know what I mean? And yeah. like even last night, PJ, I was having great crack in the pub. Like it was really fun because everything's been lifted now. It's the first kind of month where it's a little bit back to normal. And they're all having a lock in. They were like, Kyla, stay, stay. And I was like, no, because I know if I go home at a certain time, if something happens, it'll be my fault. You know what I mean? They'll be like, why are we out that late? Why are we having drinks? Like, so it's just this constant alertness and awareness that we just have to have. And if we have allies in men, like we're never, ever going to be able to combat this alone. Yeah. We're just not like, and then having an ally in a man and that sense of security and safety of just having someone who's physically as strong as the other person say, I got you, like, or like, don't worry. It's so reassuring. And and these guys, the, the, the guy that, that came to your assistance and, and fair play yeah. to him, like he's a fellow, yeah. he, what is he? He's just a homeless guy who lives. They're, they're just three lads that sleep outside the church but I moved in here we've had we've awful Catholics they're a good laugh like we've developed a lovely little relationship and the minute they saw me running up the road like they knew straight away because they're good like they're, I mean this isn't the whole point is like everyone's like oh my god thank god for your man thank god like I mean this should be the norm yeah should, you should help me if I'm running or if I'm fear or if I'm afraid like like this isn't I mean he's done an amazing thing and I appreciate him so much but isn't it just on the same side of it you're like okay this guy it's this isn't heroic behavior this is like just a good basic human being like yeah this is just you caring about your fellow man like this shouldn't be uh, a heroic stance in society that oh I didn't get raped or I didn't get touched up or I didn't get attacked or robbed yeah. Like, you know, it's just, that's what I'm saying. It's just this, this thing. And, and as, as much as we continue to say this thing about not all men, like I know, I love men. Like I know it's not all men, but you have to not only say, okay, I'm not a rapist or I'm not a pervert. Mm-hmm. That's not enough. And it's not always like, the, it's not always like the big creepy, scary guy or it's not. And a lot of the time it's opportunity. And another thing as well is that because it's like, 
when you do come forward, these these things do happen. They're not recognized as crimes. Like, and there's so many languages where rape and sexual assault, there's no words for them, you know? So they're not even recognized as things. So it's just this constant, like women come forward. When I talk about this on my stories and I do comedy, like, you know, my yeah. page is usually fun or whatever, but every time I touch on this subject, it's like women are like, you know, that this happened to me or this guy wouldn't let me pass through the doorway or he's at work and like he would open the door for me, but he'd stand really close to me. I'm like, you have the right to use your voice and ask for boundaries to be put in place so mm-hmm. that you're comfortable in your working environment. And mm-hmm. just because you're a female and we're taught as females to be nice and kind and gentle, but in the world we live in today, is it not proven that that now is impossible? Because we're not teaching the men not to rape or to be aggressive. We have to teach the females to get strong and to use their voice. And it's terrifying, PJ. Like, it's not easy to stand up to someone even last night and say, hey, what are you doing? Because it's scary because I don't want to get hurt. And I don't care how strong I am. I'm never going to overpower him because he's just a man and they're just stronger. Tell me, Kyla, were, like, were, were, were you scared for a second that he might just turn? Of course. On? I was scared. I was terrified. I was so scared. And usually, do you know what I carry? I carry a torch, like a really, and that's actually some great advice for anyone living in the city. Get a mountain torch. You get a small hand torch with a really bright light. You can shine it in someone's eyes and it just gives you that 30 second of blindness to run the opposite direction. And I always carry that bloody torch. And then Murphy's Law, I didn't have it in my hand because I was literally walking from Melbourne to Gothico. So like 10 minute walk. And I was like, walk you up. And I saw your man and I was like, oh, here we go now, like... I was saying that's so, but like just having the torch in my hand usually is enough to run away. But like when he came up to me and he stopped, like it's that moment, like it's like if anyone, even as a man, if someone stops and looks at you and squares up to you, like your body goes into a fearful reaction or like fight or flight. Yeah. You know, and like I maybe years ago would have been one to run, but now I'm like, I am actually so over this thing of having to wonder or be afraid or be square. I was like, what are you going to do to me? Like, because this is what's going to happen. Either me and you are going to go into fisticuffs so that I can protect my body, which is my home. This is all I have is my, my body and my health. So if you're threatening that, I have to do something. And whether that be run away and I didn't, I couldn't run away because he was on a bloody bike or I stand there and act like a tough one, which I'm not. I live a very peaceful life. You know, and it's it's really scary. And as I said, PJ, I'm a very confident person and I know I am and I'm very able to communicate and use my words and set down boundaries. But I know that there's so many women, as I said, who've been taught to be kind and be gentle and to give the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, no, that's not the word anymore. We're not, and that just shows it yesterday. Can't afford it. No, you just can't because it's either your kindness and what they think of you as a female, that you're not feminine enough or it's getting attacked and raped. And that's it. And people don't even use the word rape. People are terrified to say rape. That's what it is. Yeah. It's rape. You know what I mean? Anything where these women are being attacked and they're being abused, you are coming into my personal space and you are hurting me. And that is not fair. And why are you doing that? The only reason you're doing that is because you're physically stronger than me because you're by no means, by no means more emotionally intelligent than me or by no means more spiritual than me or any other thing. The only reason you have an advantage over me is because you know you're physically stronger than me. And that is not fair. That's not fair that they they can do that. 
You know, like yeah, yeah. I, it, it, I, you, sorry, you, I feel you, like I'm giving it to you. No, PJ. no, no, no. <laughs> Listen, no. You, you, you express it better than than I ever could even think it. And and, and thank you for thank you for that. But just for you know, in in a couple of months' time, people are yeah. going to start heading to the beautiful city of Barcelona for holidays yeah. and breaks. Yeah, they yeah. will they will be half afraid listening to you, Kyla, that the place is terribly dangerous, is it? It's not terribly dangerous, but it's a big city and there's a lot of people, PJ. And the more people you have, the more crime there is. And that's just fact, you know. And I would love to sit here and be like, carry pepper spray and do this and do that. Don't. Don't go into the well-lighted area. Take the long route home. Get have Always have money for a taxi. And just don't get too drunk. And I would love to, I would love to go out and have a grey night and get langers and have a bit of crack. But you just can't anymore. Because even if you are, the first question they're going to ask you is if you were drunk. Yeah. So that's your fault. So just when you go on, your, of course, enjoy your holiday, but just be hyper aware, be paranoid, be over the top. Isn't it terrible that you have to give someone that advice? I know, but you're like, it's either that or, you know, or put yourself in a situation where, you know, you have to be ready to fight, as I said, for your home, for your body, for your physical health. I mean, it's just, and your mental health, the effects that happen after something like this. See, being afraid walking into the home, I pay my rent and I'm afraid to put my key in the door if I'm not quick enough. I go to work every day and I do everything on my own and I have to be afraid because I haven't got, I'm not strong enough physically. Like it's exhausting and I'm so tired of every time that it happens, we have to talk about how the good men feel. All right, we get it, but help us. Like, it's just, honestly, it's so, and that guy last night helping me, I was like, you are just, you know, that relief of like, you just, it's holding your breath, walking yeah. towards your house. You're just holding, and I'm not walking down some dark alley, PJ, like I'm walking to my apartment block. Yeah. Where there's lights and people and everything. Yeah, like, and I know, because I see your videos, you live in a lovely place. I do. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I have a lovely little home. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, and I, and now he knows where I live. Oh. So that's there. So that, that, that emotional fear that happens after any sort of encounter, whether it be attack or whether it be like what happened to me yesterday night, that emotional fear that we feel as females is so frustrating because we know that we're more intelligent than them and we know we don't deserve to feel like that, but we have to feel like that because again, we're just not physically strong enough to defend ourselves sometimes. You know, or like, and it's like not wearing your earphones and not putting your bag in your back and tying off your hair. And it's like, you're getting ready for battle every time you walk outside the door. You know, like it's just, it really is. It's exhausting. And, and like that poor girl, Ashley, God rest her soul. It was four o'clock in the day. Like it was four o'clock in the day. Tell like what, what is going on? I know. I know. That, that, What's and, going on? And I don't think anybody has the answers, Kyla. No, but the one thing we can do, uh, PJ, is change the narrative and work together. We have to work together and stop defending. I understand what it must feel like as a man to be told, you don't know, you don't know, you don't know. And I, it's, we, we, but it's re-educating them and saying, no, no, we know you're not like that and we appreciate that, but you, can't, you don't deserve a medal for that. Yeah. What you need to do is be on my side. Yeah. You got to be on my side and help me when this gets difficult and be there for me. And I saw there's some lads in Cork are doing self, uh, free self-defense class for women. And like, this is the stuff, this proactive, not just the narrative of talking and talking, show us, help us, be there for us. We need you. We can't, like, there's no way, like, we can be as strong as we want, PJ. We need ye to help us. And it cannot be one against the other because this is nothing to do with men. This is monsters. 
These, these people are monsters. This isn't testosterone or male behavior. This is someone who's sick in their mind and gets a thrill from hurting other human beings. And when you take gender out of that and you see it from the bigger picture, you see how distracting it is when you make it about men and women, blah, blah, blah. It's not, it's bad people. And we need us to gather together in a little bit of camaraderie and help each other out so that we all feel safe. Kyla, I'm, I'm going to leave you go at that. But okay. I, I, it's, it's, it's great to talk to you again. It's been so long. That is. I'm sorry. It's all yeah, you're grand under these circumstances. Mm-hmm. You, you and I are threatening to have a pint together since you sat in, stu- in studio. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, we, yeah, may, yeah, maybe we'll do that later in the year. It's great yeah, to talk yeah. to you. And stay, you stay safe. And thank goodness thank for your you. friend downstairs. I know. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving. And do you want to say hello to your mammy? Hi, I'm on my cover. Oh, it's, I'm my sister Turner. <laughs> Look after yourself, Kyla. Take care, girl. Bye, bye, bye. She was very upset still when we were speaking uh, last night. She says in her apartment in, in a beautiful part of Barcelona. She she videos about it from time to time. But you know, she she voices so well the way we need to change, the change in attitude that we need. And she voices so well that it's just not acceptable for any of us to stand silent anymore. We have to act. And it's part of why Cork's 96 of M and the Irish Sun has launched this campaign asking you to call out unacceptable words or actions which show disrespect to women. Because, as Kyla says, it's, it's, it's only when we all act together that we can make a meaningful change. She said, you know, those words, we need ye. She's appealing to men. We need you, to the good guys. We need you. So please, join us here at Cork's 96FM and call it out. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call in person or call them now. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. CMIG.ie. The Premier League Live, powered by Talk Sport. Join me, Trevor Welch, exclusively online at 96fm.ie. Tune in Saturdays as we ramp up the excitement for the day's biggest games. We'll bring you pre-match analysis, live commentary and in-depth interviews with some legends of the sport. The Premier League Live. With Now. Stream live action from BT Sport and Premier Sport with a Now Sports Extra membership. Listen every Saturday exclusively online at 96fm.ie or download the Cork's 96FM I mentioned to you when the news of his illness broke last year that I'd had the, the chance to work alongside Charlie Bird many times over the years and a nicer guy you couldn't meet and a more helpful fella to a fellow journalist you, you couldn't meet and it, 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 it broke my heart I know a lot of journalists and reporters and media people around the country broke our hearts when we heard what Charlie was going through. He has turned his adversity with motor neuron disease into an incredible campaign. He's had his voice computer, regenerated by computer. Wonderful, wonderful technology has given him a clone voice now. So here's the promotion for what he's doing. On the 7th of April, I'm going to time Hi, I'm Charlie Bird. Last October, I was diagnosed with the terminal illness motor neuron disease. So on Saturday, April 2nd, I will climb Crow Patrick in aid of the Irish Motor Neuron Disease Association and Pieta. 
I want to encourage people to climb a mountain in their own local area to raise essential funds in aid of the two charities close to my heart. Everyday people across this country are battling with their own mountains with physical and mental issues. So please climb, climb, climb and reach out the hand of friendship. Hey, the bottom of my heart. Charlie, as he speaks these days and in his computer-generated voice, Katrina Toomey, good morning. Good morning, Peter, good morning. I think he struck at the hearts of thousands and thousands of people. He really did. Certainly. And you're doing something. I suppose, yeah. Well, we are. I suppose after Charlie's um, powerful interview on the literature, how could we not respond to Charlie's call? So we're going up quite a few mountains and we want people to join us on the day to, you know, show love and support to Charlie and Vicky Phelan and to all who struggle. Like two of our volunteers, Dave Feeney and Derry Falvey, they climb mountains all the time, just like we climb stairs. They're heading up Crow Patrick with a team that's actually full now because they're all climbers and they're taking six foot teddy bears up. One is called Bear Hope and he's all, Bear Hope's already been up Quran Tool on Dave's back mm-hmm. and we're taking Charlie Bear and Vicky Bear. Oh, and the bears feeling. will be lit up. Yeah to shine a light for all who struggle. We have a lot of bears then heading up the other mountains, hills and glens all on the same day for Charlie and Vicky. So like we've bears like Bear Togetherness is going up the Paps. Bear Circle of Hope is going up Dublin Hill. You know, we have people that won't be able to go up the mountains but they can certainly climb hills or go for a walk. We've Bear Inspiration going Mangerton. Um, we've Buddy Bear and Bear Love heading up the big one, Quran Tool, mm-hmm. and Bear Courage and Bear Rebel, with Bear Golden Gloves doing Fair Hill. Bear Kindness has taken on the, the Musher Moor. Um, that's like Charlie's family's from McCroom, so Musher Moor. David McSweeney down there in McCroom will be looking after that for us. And we've Bear Shine the Light going up the Galtees, Bear Compassion going up Corran Hill, you know, Corran Hill in yeah. Fermoy where yeah. the Pauper's Grave was. Yeah. 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 So we've Bear Samaritans going around the lock, Bear Inspiration, Patrick's Hill. And we're hoping to get Noreen Gannon and a few of the lads from, you know, um, Gallagher's and, and along McCurtain Street there to head up and maybe ourselves go up Patrick's Hill. And then we want you all to sing from the top of wherever you claim to. Okay. We've like we'll be doing it with Cox City Missing Person Search and Recovery and our own volunteers and everybody that wants to join in. We have um, Bear Rescues claiming the Glen and we have, you know, Kay of Casey's, Kay Weldon of Casey's Cupcakes. Indeed, yeah. She's, yeah. she's rounding up a few of our friends. They're going to claim Beaumont Quarry and then all back to Kay's Garden for tea and you can imagine some beautiful cakes so we don't want everyone to go there but <laughs> I'd say Kay's Garden will be absolutely chock-a-block okay. because everyone knows they're brilliant you know so and then we have we're going um, Gugambara then will be our big one in the city and we have Bear Coveney after Paul Coveney one of our volunteers that we lost we have Bear Tim O'Sullivan from the CABA and we have Bear the O&E Vets, you know, things like that to remind us of people who help us yeah. out and and who do stuff. Like yeah. we have Bear Happiness, we have Bear the Life Centre, we have Bear High Hopes, Bear Penny, Bear Cox City Missing Person Search and Recovery, which is a huge long name, so we need a monster bear for that. Uh, you'll bring, have, you're bringing bears everywhere, basically, Katrina. Everywhere. And, and, and it's, a second, it's, it's a Saturday morning, so will you be going out early? 
Yeah, we are. Like people know that we'll be going up uh, Quran Tool, like we'll be starting their climb around seven. People going up the Galtes will be starting around eight, you know, heading up. And then what we want everybody to do is when we get to the tops of the mountains, we have some songs picked out that they're going to take up their phone. And, you know, one of those little handheld speakers, you know, they're only small little roundy yes, things. Yeah, yeah. And we have some songs chosen. We have a Love Rescue Me campaign and Penny Dinners, which is all about raising awareness on mental health and suicide and homelessness, poverty, you know, loneliness. And the two, the songs that we have picked out that all groups are going to sing um, will be Love Rescue Me by you 2 because our campaign is called Love Rescue Me. Mm -hmm. And we have for Charlie and for Vicky, we're going to sing The Impossible Dream. Ah, brilliant. Brilliant. So Gugambara will sit. There'll be a lot more music going on down in Gugambara because, you know, um, the choir will be there. We'll have musicians. We're going to have Dylan Brickley and Corey Power as well coming along and loads of other musicians that are going to come and join us. And, we'll, you know, it's just about, as I said, we answered Charlie's call. It was a very emotional call. Yeah. And one, geez, there wasn't a dry eye no. in Ireland. You know, there really wasn't. Like, And we all felt it because we've all known, loved, lost, felt all of the, you know, the emotions, the feelings, you know, and it's togetherness. I yeah. suppose is what will yeah. help. Kate us is all. suggesting you should put the slogan "Bear with it" across everything that you do. Oh my God! Yeah, we have. <laughs> you know, "Bear with it" is fabulous, like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. So we put "Bear with it" up there as well. And if any, look, we would just love people to come out. And even if you want to do one in your local area, like yeah. you know, and join in. And of course, like we're not, we're not going to go madly you know we're just going to say to people it's um five euros to kind of register but okay. that five euros if they haven't got it they haven't got it and if anybody wants to give more all as well you know all is good that way too but what we're going to do is um chris from cox city missing persons will be kind of helping out on that front in charge we're going to give 40 percent of our proceeds like to um Motor Noran okay. and Pieta together and 60% then will go to the, to Mary Crilly at the Cox ah, Sexual Violence Centre in memory of Ashling Murphy because ah, we, we think, you know, that, um, you know, we, by, by just showing people like how much, because we all really do care, PJ, you mm. know, if something happens in your family, the outpouring of love that you get from people that you know, from colleagues, from friends, you know, and, and so on. But like, as Charlie said, doing it all together is a great show yeah. of love for mm. everyone. I have, and I I have, a, I have a funny so feeling it's going to be a, an enormous day up and down the country and there will be thousands and so. thousands and thousands of pictures taken and Absolutely. sent. And Charlie's very active on social media uh, as at yeah. the moment on Twitter and I, I think he'd be so appreciative and the charities will be so yeah, appreciative. Yeah, he, you know? he, he, knows, he, knows he knows we're doing it and he's delighted because Charlie was in Penny Dinners before. And, he was? And stuff and he was? He yeah. was in Penny Dinners, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, like, and he's a, do you know, he was, Oh, he's always good at what he does, and look at what he's pulled out of the bag now, out of the hat. You know, I know. Like, Come here. I was asked, know? and and I asked you something, Katrina. There's a, what is I turned back? What what's that about? Oh my goodness. Okay. Do you know we we. 
you know, when when I, I get interviewed, I suppose, about, about a lot of stuff, like a, a lot of it would be, we, we were on recently about the amount of um, suicides that's happening. And it's close to all our hearts, PJ. And I, I got a phone call. It was a quick, easy kind of phone call. Man came on and says, hi, are you, he wanted to speak to I said, I'm Katrina. And um, he said, um, I was going someplace, he said, but he said, I heard you on the radio and I turned back. Thank you. He said, that's all I'm saying. But he said, keep doing, you know, what you're doing. And, you know, like even with the bears that we have up and around the river, you know, in places like that, we got a phone call from a guy who said like that um, he went out one night and he was very, very, and he wrote a letter. He was very close and he saw the bear and he saw the message and he 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 sought us out, you know, and and he he came, and all is good for him. Oh. And he said only for that bear, you know. Oh. And so, like everything that everybody does, makes a difference. Oh. And and those that are in a dark place, just talk, you know. Oh. People people will listen, you know. People, you know, family love you and. And things like that, and even friends will step up to the mark. Somebody that you know, even a neighbour, will, will do it. Like we're all aware uh, of the amount of pain that's in the country at the minute. We're all totally aware of that, and we're totally aware that people are struggling big time, and a lot of people are in a very dark place. And um, it, it, you know, so people are conscious now, and when somebody reaches out, they can kind of get it, and they'll work with it. And even if that person can't do something okay. they'll find somebody to help you so that's the important thing the help the help is there and as Mark Ryan told me earlier in the week the help was there for him when he reached out reach out talk please do talk because the help is there thanks Katrina no doubt we'll talk again very very soon Katrina from Cork Penny Dinners they're really getting involved in many many different places uh, with the Charlie climb with Charlie on the second of April, and we'll, we'll we'll post as many venues, or we'll tell you about as many venues as we get closer to it. She wants our listeners, opinion line listeners. She wants you to come out on the second of April. Just if you only walked up the hill, do it, um, do it for Charlie. Five or a go. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. We'll have the cash cow milk and the cash cow again after eleven today. But Ken Perrett is out and about with the cow as we speak. I'll get to him next. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call them now for motor, home, business, farm, life and health insurance. CMIG.ie. Let's get down, let's get down to business. We're back to the music. The Quartz 96FM music panel gives you the power to pick our playlist. Click 96FM.ie now. 96FM.ie now. Just like this. Take the 10-minute survey and you could win a 100 euro Just Eat voucher. The power to pick what we play. Pick what we play. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Join the Quartz 96FM music panel. Find the link on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Or see 96FM.ie. Ken and the Street Fleet are out with the cash cow as we speak. 
Thanks, PJ. You'll find us in Mahan Point for the next couple of weeks with the Cork's 96FM Cash Cow. He's based just inside the door by the information desk and you can pop in, take a selfie with the Cash Cow, bang it up on your Instagram story and you could be picking up some of that mega moolah that the cow has to give away. The Cork's 96FM Cash Cow with Mahan Point. Catch a movie, explore over 60 stores and shop till the cows come home on Thursdays and Fridays. See mahanpointsc.ie. I'm Ken Parrott with the Street Fleet on Cork's 96FM. Another cash cow giveaway. More moolah later this morning on the Opinion Line. 0818 96 96 96. I touched on that story at the start of the programme. We'll come back to it later about the soaring cost of fuel and the refusal the other day, just a plain refusal about the Taoiseach to do anything about it. It's claimed that if they can't do anything about the VAT, it's just gone through the roof. Um, William, uh, this... This is as old as the hills, people converting their cars to gas. But but I thought they'd given up on that years ago. You're telling me they haven't. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. No, they have not. Uh, gas is actually very prominent in their own, the taxi industry, right. the transport industry, where, ca- where petrol cars can actually be converted to gas. If you run out of gas, your car automatically switches back off to petrol. Right. And uh, you would have a saving of roughly about forty percent on your fuel bill a year. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How how much is the conversion, say, in your average one point two liter family car or one point five liter family? Car? I I couldn't be one hundred percent certain, but I would say somewhere around nine hundred euro. Right. And there, I've seen no. it because I remember I rest my grandfather a long time ago. Uh, he had it. He had a car done like that, and there was a tank. Yes. But, in 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 the in, in the, the boot. Yes, there is. But uh, the, the last car that I had converted, the tank was actually in where the spare wheel is, so you don't actually see the tank. Right. It all becomes electronic now. So the minute I sat into my car in the morning, I start to my car. My car would start on petrol. Right. As soon as the engine hit it twenty degrees, thirty degrees, it would automatically switch off to gas. And you don't even notice that happening, no? No. And the same thing when you stop when you stop your car in the evening, you don't notice it. And if the car if it starts running out of gas, it knows it's, the the gas has gone down. It automatically switches over. There's no jerking, no nothing. It's a clean transition right. from one to the other. And, and how much is the gas there? Like if it's about a thousand, we'll say to convert or to put in the equipment. Yeah. How how much is a fill of gas? Uh, is it done in gallons, liters, whatever? Liters. Um, well, that depends on what, you, what size tank you have. But the average is about, all the time, it's nearly 50% cheaper than yeah. petrol to buy. Like we're paying, so whatever we're, petrol we're paying is today. Yeah, we're paying 170 something for petrol at the moment. So, What's a litre of gas? So, I say about 80 cent, 80, 80, 85 maybe cent a litre. Get off. And and the, in terms of the the distance you'll do? A good car will do the distance per well, as opposed to the distance you will get is forty percent cheaper. That's right. that that's it. You lose wow. that ten percent because it doesn't do the same per gallon. You lose ten ten percent right. less right. per gallon but, than but, what but um, petrol you, will do. If you drive a fair bit, you'll earn your money back reasonably quickly. Well, you well I'll say that if, if most people keep their cars four to five years. You know, but the best thing about this is that you can take the kit out of your car that you're selling and put it into the next car. Yeah. Uh-huh. You don't have to leave your kit there that you're paying for. So all you're paying then next time is the installation as opposed to buying all the equipment again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, and I'll say that you see a lot of trucks from Spare now at the moment driving around Cork City and they're all running on CNG, compressed natural gas, right. which is which is used widely. And gas is actually environmentally better okay. than petrol. Yeah, what comes out the exhaust after gas? Water. But no, you do have a small bit of emissions, but nothing compared to what petrol was. Well, this is like your gas boiler in your house then. It's water vapour and steam coming out mostly. Yes. Wow. And it's the same as your cooker. Crikey. You know, but the, like people are on about electricity. Electric cars, electric cars, electric cars. Mm. Electric cars are fantastic, but when you go to charge them, it takes 10 hours at home or it takes 45 minutes at the quick charger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you want to, want to fill your car with gas it takes the same length of time as it does to fill your petrol car. There you go. Yeah, I've seen, the, I, I must say I have, I've seen some of the some of the pumps uh, in the garages near me. Uh, yeah, go, yeah, yes. Do you know you what? Know, it's, it's just that people need to be actually more aware that that is out there, yeah. you know, and if a person is spending 70 quid a week on petrol and you cut that down to 50 or, to, or 40, yeah. that's and 40 quid a week all, extra all, for, for spending. All you have to do basically, what, keep keep a quarter tank of petrol for starting and for stopping that, or whatever. That's it. Just, wow. Just for starting. That's all. Just and you barely keep. If you go to uh, Poland or you go to any of the Ukraine company, countries or any of these countries, they're all running on gas. You go to Australia, all taxis, yellow taxis, they all run on gas. You go to England, you get a discount for going through London if your car runs on gas because really? of low emissions. You know, here we have no incentive and the government are not pushing. Mind you, mind you, uh, you, you know how things work in this country, my friend. If if loads of people start converting their cars or putting in the equipment, someone uh-huh. will cop on in government and they'll tax the damn thing. Well, we should be paying less tax, on, on even on gas compared to petrol, because we're, we're it's supposed to be taxed on emissions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like so, you say, it's not you know, in, it's not entirely emissionless, but for the for the sake of the story, it's a it's a lot less toxic than petrol emissions. Well, it'd be about fifty percent, forty fifty percent less wow. toxic. Wow, wow, wow! You wow. know, and that's a big difference for the environment. Yeah. You know, and for people, instead of spending thirty five or forty thousand on electric air, they spend a thousand euro to get their two thousand eleven or two thousand and fourteen converted, hold it for the next five years, and. They saved a lot of money, forty or fifty quid a week. Do you know what? You're 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 onto something there. You're on. Come here. You have a thing about tidal barriers as well. We've talked about them before. You reckon if we if we put one in around the Black Rock area, we could generate yes, loads of electrician we, or electricity rather. Uh, yes, there's one in Europe. I can't remember exactly where I only was reading it the other day, and it's been there for the last fifteen twenty years. And it generates enough electricity to support a population of 250,000 people. Wow. wow. Because tidal barriers, tide is, is predictable. Yeah. You know, it goes in, it comes out, it goes yeah. in, it comes out. It, it doesn't change, you know? Yeah. And if we put a tidal barrier there and we use the tide to actually generate electricity, that tidal barrier will pay for itself in time to come. We'll have electricity, green electricity, at demand, because you have a tidal barrier, the, 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 the turbines can work both forward and in reverse. Right. So I don't know why they're actually putting tidal barriers around the city 
when they should when the ESB or the government should be actually looking yeah. at put this barrier across the thing and use the tidal barriers to produce electricity. Well, you know, you said there about London. We know that there's this, yeah. uh, the people of London absolutely hate it. You have to uh-huh. pay to drive into London now, and it's, mm-hmm. it's quite a, about 15 or 16 yeah. pounds a day. Are you saying that if you have a gas tank in the car, it's less? It is. Wow. It's less to pay because your emissions are down, so you're not uh, polluting the air. And it's all to do with pollution. That's why they actually brought in the charge. And like they're talking about bringing it into Dublin now, and that's why um, Spare, who are big in Dublin, have actually converted their cars to CNG to get around that law to bring him in because otherwise they'd have to use electric trucks. Do you know what? I, I, I do remember back at his years ago now a few people that mm-hmm. had gas in, in their cars mm-hmm. and we're all going on about how... how great it was. A lot of farmers actually mm. did it I think back in the day. But mm. you look in taxi drivers and people who do you know what William, that's one of the most interesting calls I've had this week. I really do appreciate you your call on the show. Thank you very much. That's William Healy. Gas, compressed natural gas, CNG, put a tank in the back of the car, you have a little drop of petrol to start the engine, it moves over flawlessly, it's half the price you get about a 40% you do it for a grand on the average family car. Are there anyone doing it? I, I don't know where you'd start if you wanted to get it done tomorrow. Where would you start? And yeah, I mean, with fuel being so dear now, petrol and diesel being so dear now, the saving would be even bigger. Like, it's €600 Euro a year more now for petrol or diesel. So if you make a 40% say, you could save a fortune. You know what they'll do? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know that they, they, they'll tax it if they get wind of this. They'll tax it. You know it, don't you? Hi, PJ. It is cleaner, but it does emit CO2. Yeah, in fairness, William was was acknowledging that. It's mostly water vapour, but there is an amount of carbon involved. A bit like your, your, your boiler at home. There's a mostly water vapour with steam. But there are obviously emissions. But they're much less. 93 cent per litre, says Liam, for the average price uh, in Cork. 93 cent per litre. Now, yesterday I put some petrol uh, in the little runabout and I think it cost me 176 per litre. So that's as close as, damn it, to half the price. 0818 96 96 96. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call in person or call them now. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. CMIG.ie We've got thousands, thousands. and thousands, thousands and thousands of euro to give away. Moolah, can you milk from the Cork's 96FM cash cow? Get the morning password with Casey and Ross from 6am. Then listen across the day for your chance to play. Play. Take on the Cork's 96FM cash cow. To win Mega Moolah. Win Mega Moolah. With Man Point for fashion, film, food and fun. Don't wait till the cows come home. Get moving to Man Point. See manpointsc.ie only on Cork's 96 FM. The lines are live. And we're ready to talk. Can we just talk? 
Morning, Twig is in court this morning, and if we get an update from the sentence hearing from that fascinating fraud story, uh, we'll bring it to you before the end of the program. There's a kind of a convention in radio coverage of this that until such time as the judge actually hands down sentence today, the matter is still open. So we have to observe certain protocol. So there are a lot of information, a lot of facts, a lot of good stories. Liam Healan's got some great detail in the Echo today, for example, on what happened in court and the facts of the case. It is fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. Don O'Callaghan, he, he drew both of his parents' pensions. They were both dead for years. And he continued to draw his two parents' pensions. It started when he was 24 years old. When his father died, he found his father's pension book. He then went down and the following week and tried to claim it and was paid. They gave him the money. And he continues to do it. And it's just, it's fascinating. Went on for years and years. In fact, 33 years it went on for. That he was claiming not just his father's pension, but his mother's pension. And she had died seven years before his dad. And it was a, a detective, Mick Nagel, who did some incredible footwork on this. He's one of these detectives who just got it into his head there was something going on here that he wanted to get to the bottom of. And of course, it all came out after the father came up to his 100th birthday. He was long dead, but he came up to his 100th birthday. And word got to... Word got to the president that... Oh, listen, all the detail will come out. More detail will come out when the sentencing happens. If we get any more on it during the morning, we'll certainly bring it to you. 0818 96 96 96. Yesterday morning, uh, around this time, there was a breakthrough in the standoff between farmers and Dunn Stores. You'll remember that the Irish Farmers Association had been mounting a class of a protest outside Dunn Stores, effectively blockading people and suppliers from getting in over the, you know, the, the fact that they're losing money hand over fist on their produce at the moment. You have to sympathise with them, don't you? Losing money hand over fist on their produce. And the IFA had mounted a protest and they called off the protest when they had secured a meeting with, with Dunn's. Now, Dennis O'Callaghan is Vice President of the Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmers Association. We've spoken to him on the opinion line before, but he contacted us yesterday and he said, you know what, that's not exactly the way to be going about this kind of thing. So I had a chat with Dennis about this last evening. Dennis, you wanted to make some comment about the protest that we saw at Dunn's in the last couple of days with the IFA determined not to lift the blockade such as it was until they got a meeting with Duns. Is that the right way to be tackling these things? Look, um, I don't believe... I believe in peaceful protests, right? I believe in people expressing their... Uh, and, and the right that we have to protest, right? But we have to remember that there is a way to, to do this. 
and going into blockade any place is not the way to do it. And, and because why, why do I say that? Well, look, a car park where you have people coming along in the morning, maybe elderly people who come along to do their bit of shopping, ladies coming back from school after, after dropping kids. I don't believe in that. Uh, I believe um, that, in actual fact, what I, what, I, what I feel should be done is that instead of blockading the people entering these places, we should be educating them. There is a, such a thing, you know, as an, a, a, as an educational protest, protest where, where you are entitled to go in and, and, and I suppose, educate the people with leaflets and, and, and so forth about um, what is happening. And what is happening, well, it's very simple. Uh, as I spoke to you before when we spoke, the, 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 the saying for the last few years there has been from the farm to the fork. As I have pointed out to you in the past, I go the opposite way. I say at, when it gets to the fork, there's millions being made out of it. But when you get back to the farm gate, unfortunately, as I've said before, you find there's poverty, there's death. Uh, and unfortunately, we have seen this in the last couple of years. Um, there's also a mental side of, to this uh, where mental health is, is, is causing people to take their own lives. And, and that's the truth. That is the truth. The people on the protest that, that spoke to our newsroom, for example, they're bone of contention was, look, we live in tough times, everything is going up in price, but we are still getting the same as we were before and we just are losing money on every beast. And, 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 and those people are telling the truth, 100% of what they're saying. But um, what I see the difference in this, look, when the pandemic started, right, um, for some reason prices started to rise as well. Uh, I know that for a fact because I do the shopping there for my own mother, um, an elderly lady, and uh, she hasn't got out for the last 22 months. And I, I, I found myself in the supermarket every week, and I found that a lady living on her own, uh, her shopping uh, list is in or about the same every week, right? Mm-hmm. And it started climbing from about 80, 85 euros. Now, of course, during the week she'll be getting the usual bits and pieces at the local shop, but it started climbing from about 85 euros to about 105 then it went to about 115, and at the moment for the same basket, we're talking about 120-odd in our boat, right? Now, the thing is this, right? We as producers uh, of, uh, on, on the farms, doesn't matter whether it's vegetables, whether it's beef, whether it's milk we're producing, we're getting the same prices that we got 30 and 35 years ago. There's, and you can throw that any way you like. But, that's a, now we're, but when we were getting those prices and when our fathers were getting those prices years ago, uh, there wasn't half the red tape, number one. There wasn't half the regulations. Now we're faced with all with all the regulations that, that go with the with with, with the with the game. Um, on top of that, uh, we're hit with now again as 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 we have all and this was everyone's very into to this. Energy prices are rising. Um, for the farmer, the fertilizer uh, can be a huge issue there a few months ago. And now we've uh, the animal feed merchants jumping on the bandwagon as well. And that's what, and that's what I call it jumping on the bandwagon. Because why I when I sit with these people, I, I ask them to explain to me. Show me why the prices have to go up. Show me as a retailer why you have to put another 15% on, onto the product. And every time they ask this question, no one can answer it. In actual fact, what they do is that they deflect into something else or they, or, 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 or they change the, the, dish, the, the, the conversation. But none of them and no one can sit down and say to me, um, this is why this has gone up or this is why that has gone up. And bearing in mind, during the pandemic, most of these uh, people and a lot of the people involved in the trade, we're getting wage subsidies and supports. Farmers get nothing. Farmers are out there in the, in, 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 in the, in the, in the elements, the very same as they always did. Um, uh, the same as, look, we've, uh, there's one sector that has been really forgotten about in the, in the pandemic, and that's the hauliers in this country. 
uh, haulers and distributors, they were out there uh, without any protection from COVID or anything else. Uh, there was haulers up and down the country, lorry drivers up and down the country, morning, noon and night. They hadn't a restaurant to get a bite to eat and they had very little toilet facilities. Um, and yes, when the pandemic was over, they're the first people that were targeted again. The very people that were out them, this would not have, this country could not stay going through the pandemic. And you know, and, and again, going back to the farmer, um, as that man pointed out to you today, uh, we can't, of course we can't stay uh, uh, living on what we got. And I pointed it out to you some time ago, that uh, does anyone you'll ask in the street tomorrow morning, could they live on what they got in the early 80s? Of course they couldn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so what's the answer, Dennis? Well, as farmers, look, uh, we're not saying that, that we want an arm in the league, but we need to make a, a living. Mm. We need to make a profit. Mm. It's as simple as that. Any business can run without a profit. It doesn't matter whether you're a small farmer down, down in, a, in, in, in a beef situation or you're a guy making three or 400 cows. They're all under pressure, serious pressure. So there's something wrong. For the, 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 the shopper, Dennis, uh, trying to stock their larders in financially difficult times and the farmer who, who needs to be paid properly for their beast, how do we reach an agreement between the two? Well, I think, you know, if we, what we, uh, um, I don't, uh, as I said, intend going to, to, to Dublin with 100 tractors or anything like that, and with any protest. And that, because I, don't, I think that has been done and it tried and so forth. I think one of the best ways around it is, if the, you know, of course the public, and especially people in the towns and, and, and cities, um, um, because when they see all these glorious tractors over on the city, I often wonder, what do they think? But I think the way to do it is to educate these people. Educate them in the sense of, well, why should I buy uh, a local grown, um, uh, whether it be uh, a vegetable or whether, uh, why should I buy off the local butcher uh, or the local bakery or whatever. But if they're educated the right way, they'll see that what they're getting is a quality product. They might be paying a small bit more for it, but what they're getting is quality. It really is. And you know what? It's not even that people would have a healthier way of living, but look at all the jobs they might create. Dennis, it's a pleasure to talk to you, as always, and, and I wish you well, sir. No bother. Thank you, Peter. Food for thought, as it were. Uh, Dennis O'Callaghan, the point he's making about buying from your local butcher. One of the people interviewed on the protest, and look, Dennis doesn't agree with the blockade protest. He's entitled to that view. Kevin, though, says, right or wrong, it's effective. It's a lot more effective than a strongly worded letter. But I heard... And unless my ears were deceiving me, did, did a farmer say that they had to be satisfied these days from some of the multiples with 15 cents per chicken? Like, chicken is cheap, I know that. But God, 15 cents per chicken? That doesn't sound right. Maybe I was mishearing that. But your local butcher, yes, you'll pay more for your, for your chicken or your bit of beef or your bit of pork or whatever you're buying. But Dennis's point is that gives more money to the farmer because the farmer makes more money out of your local butcher than they do out of the multiples. 0818 96 96 96. Just on the courts, someone was saying there was an important sexual abuse case in the courts yesterday, not getting much coverage. Can't comment either way, caller, um, because I I wasn't in the courts, um, but I, I haven't seen that. But if it's there, it's there. I'm sure somebody will file on it if they were in court. They'll file after this one is over. Sometimes that does happen. You hold a case for a couple of days. If there's a bigger case, like this big, big, big pensions fraud case, you might hold 
another case to keep a story for the next day. So we'll see where that goes. But thank you for the tip. 0818 96 96 96. We're back to motoring in just a sec because we were talking about the gas conversions and now we know that the the cost of driving a family petrol or diesel car has gone through the roof. Is it time now to start really thinking seriously about electrics and can you make an actual proper same kind substitution? Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call them now for motor, home, business, farm, life and health insurance. CMIG.ie. Cork's 96FM. So the figures out from AA Ireland say that fuel prices have gone up by more than a third. Well, we can see that with the evidence of our own eyes. They've gone up about two cents a litre in the last week alone. And the AA warn us that we're heading for petrol costing two euro a litre very, very soon. Which prompts questions like came from a listener here. I really don't know what to do about it at the moment. My pals and me are all keeping their cars at the moment and waiting to see what happens with hybrids and electrics. If there's any models coming out this year that are in any way amazing, like it seems very expensive for not a lot. Can you all see if there's anything that might be tempting. In other words, here's a listener who wants to convert to electric or hybrid, but they're saying, until I can match what I have on my own car in terms of capacity and all this, I'm half afraid to do it. Geraldine Herbert from Sunday Independent and, of course, wheelsforwomen.ie. Geraldine, a lot of people are thinking that way, but they're saying you don't get a whole pile for your money when you convert. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, PJ. I'm not surprised with the fuel prices. It's amazing. I think it's fuel prices more than anything else that make people think, God, there has to be a better alternative to petrol and diesel, particularly if we are heading to a point where we're going to be paying, you know, the two le- the two euro for, per litre. You know, it, it's scary at this stage. Yeah, look, you know, buying an electric car, we're still looking at the upfront costs are still more expensive, but I mean, the running costs are so much cheaper. And um, PJ, so what the advice I would give people is don't look at just the purchase price, look at how the running costs. And I mean, you'll do in an average sized electric car you'll do about 450 kilometres a week for about 6 euros if you're charging on the ESB night rate so I mean if you compare that to the cost of petrol and diesel particularly at the moment you'll see that the running costs are so much cheaper but you need to do the maths and you need to work it out on that basis not just on the basis of the purchase price. Mm. People are also talking about the size of the car like if you drive uh, maybe a 7 seater for mum and dad and a few smallies and the dog the equivalent electric cost you a fortune. Yeah, the problem really with seven-seaters at the moment at electric is there isn't a huge option. Now, it is, they are getting better. There's more of them coming on stream, but there isn't... They, 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 there were sort of small cars, first of all, were the, the way EVs went. Now, there's a lot of kind of smaller, compact SUVs, not a lot of large SUVs. But, yeah, I mean, the choice is getting better. There's a lot coming this year, PJ. But, you know, it doesn't match the kind of, you know, choice you get in petrol and diesel still. Yeah. But it is getting better. But seven-seaters are, are hard to come by. Yeah. I have a buddy who, who drives a gorgeous hybrid. Uh, not a plug-in, no, a, an old, if you like, a regular hybrid. And he said he'd never go back. But... They want, to, they want to stop the hybrids as well, don't they? Like, why? Yeah, you see, the problem with hybrids is they're essentially just uh, petrol and diesel cars. They are slightly more efficient and the CO2 emissions are slightly lower, but there isn't a huge saving with them. Um, and essentially, most of the time, they run on, on, you know, on petrol and diesel. So while they've been, I mean, they've been around for years and they're still like they're they're very very popular. And I think they're a great transition between mm. 
people who can't go electric or just mentally can't make that leap and yeah. moving away. Well, my my buddy is a, is, a, is a carry man and admittedly most of his driving is around where he lives. But he said realistically, because the car actually functions on electric so so often, the cost of petrol and diesel has gone just keep a couple of gallons in it every so often. That's all he has to do. Yeah, again, it depends on your commute. If you're doing, if you're, you know, if you're not doing much uh, motorway driving and you do a relatively small commute and it's a lot of stopping and starting urban driving, you can make good savings with hybrids, there's no doubt about that, where they're not so fuel efficient as if you're doing motorway driving. Sure, because they go back to the... Yeah, they go back, they to, back to your petrol and diesel, or your pet, and it's predominantly petrol. Yeah. So, so for people like our, our listener here who is... Wondering, it's getting very, very expensive to keep fueling his petrol or diesel car, but he wants to try and find an equivalent, presumably to take a family around. What are his options at the moment, Geraldine, do you think? Yeah, well, I, what I would say is, Eve, like, literally every car maker at this stage are adding electric options. There was a stage when it was just, you know, sort of some of the, the car manufacturers. They all have no choice at this stage but to add them. So depending on what he's driving already or where his local dealership is, I'd have a chat with the local dealer because the chances are they're bringing in something that new that they haven't had before and it might be an option that suits him because literally now, you know, you'll find very few car makers that don't offer something electric at this stage. So, you know, the options are there. Talk to your local dealership. But again... Yeah. You know, I mean, like electric cars and all new cars are expensive. There's no two ways around that. And until we have a sort of decent second-hand market, we're not going to cater for everybody. In terms of what you have to spend at home then, the wall charger at home, like that's a couple of, that's, that's a few quid, Geraldine. Yeah, now it depends on how relatively straightforward your setup is. If you have a driveway and you have access to the, you know, you can put in one quite easily, it shouldn't cost too much. There is a grant for €600, and that is regardless of whether you buy a used EV or a new EV, you're entitled to that grant if you're a first-time EV buyer. Now, apart from that, you might have to spend two, 300 on top of that. But I only spoke to somebody recently, and they were actually Cork-based, and they told me they got the whole lot installed for the €600. They didn't have to add anything to it. So depending on your setup, you may have to add nothing. You may have to add a few hundred. just depends on how complex the, yeah. the arrangements are. I, I was talking, I don't know if you've come across this, I was talking to an electrician recently. I was doing a repair in my own house, and he said if you have electric showers in the house, particularly if you have more than one electric shower, you may ha- you may actually have to put in a selector switch with the car charger as well. well. you see then, it, it depends on your own setup, as I said, as mm. to how complex it is, but if it's relatively straightforward, you should be able to do it for the grant. Okay. Now, yeah, earlier on this morning we had a call just out of the blue from William um, in response to the soaring price of petrol and diesel was suggesting that more of us should think about converting to, to car gas and, and that the, for, for a relatively low expenditure between telling us here one Gary is saying 1,200 to 2,000 euro your costs will, will plummet yeah, I mean, anything that reduces your fuel bill is worth considering. And the problem at the moment is, PJ, is looking towards like, to the future. There's no sign of fuel prices coming down at the moment. Yeah. And the AA are predicting that actually they're going to continue to go up as you, you know, the two euro, and they could even go further. Like, literally, this is a supply issue. The um, oil refineries, so many of them co- closed down and curtailed all of their production be- during the pandemic that they can't actually scale up production at the moment. And it could be like sort of the middle of next year before they're back with, you know, pre-pandemic supply um, levels. So, yeah. you know, it, like this is something that needs to be looked at, I suppose, for by all motors as to how they're going to do this. It's, you know, uh, whatever they can do to reduce the cost, do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to hurt uh, to, to have petrol and diesel in the, in the short to medium term. And 
a lot, a lot of people are going to have to start thinking about electrics, Geraldine. Thank you, as always. Do appreciate it. As Geraldine Herbert from Sunday Indo and wheelsforwomen.ie. Has anybody done that with their uh, electric car? Gotten in the... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, the gear into the driveway and had to put in, like this electrician was doing a little repair at my place and he, and he said, actually, he's, he, and I have two electric showers and we had to put in a selector switch that prioritizes one shower over the other. It's just something you have to do. And he was saying to me that if you have one of the new fast chargers in your drive, that while the car is charging, you know, strictly speaking, you can't have a shower. Now, I don't know how true that is. He was was really simplifying the technology, but the selector switches and priority switches and all, it's, it's more expensive than it seems, I think, is fair to say. Peter, it's all well and good to say go electric. But I have to park my car 100 feet from the house. How is that supposed to work? It's just not feasible in Ireland to go electric, as most homes are not designed for it. Yeah, you, you, can, you can hardly go down to, and I'm joking, you can hardly go down to Cork Builders Providers or B&Q or Woody's and buy this big, long extension wheel and roll it out. You can't, like. 0818. 96, 96, 96. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96 FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call in person or call them now. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. CMIG.ie. Access all areas on Cork's 96 FM. Your guide to nightlife on Leaside. Hi, it's Michael here with an update on Cork's Entertainment. Eddie Reader celebrates her 40th year on stage with a 40 years live concert tour. It promises to be something special and tickets are on sale now for the show, taking place at the Everyman on Thursday, March 24th. Access all areas. Legendary singer-songwriter Chris DeBerg brings his Legend of Robin Hood tour to Cork Opera House tonight. The Lady in Red singer was due to play the Opera House this evening with tickets on sale now from CorkOperaHouse.ie Access all areas.
you can contact us here at Access All Areas if you have a show, play or exhibition coming up or any live streaming events by emailing us on aaa at 96fm.ie. Access All Areas. Your guide to nightlife on the side. On Cork's 96FM. Meg's just drawn her attention. I know it's a, a tweet that she retweeted about cars and storms and people queuing up for gas and diesel and petrol and whatever when uh, there's a storm coming. What happens if the power goes out? What happens if there's a power cut? Like, do you remember when the beast from the east hit and storm Ophelia and loads of other storms? Like, there wasn't power in many people's houses for days on end. What happens then? PJ, it's all well and good to say go electric. Yeah, that's I got that one. Uh, we had to pay six... Oh, boy. We had to pay 600 euro on top of the grant. It's extra pending on where your electric box is. They charge by the foot, or at least they seem to. Thanks. Uh, on the farmers, PJ farmers have been protesting all over Europe for years. It's the only way they get their message across and fair play to them. 0818 96 96 96. Now, Astronomy Ireland are starting another round of uh, their evening classes, which they do every year. It's an eight-week-long set of classes, uh, Astronomy for Beginners. They've been doing this now. David Moore, you've been doing this now for the most part of of 20 years. Good morning to you. Uh, Thank you very much. We have indeed, and they've become by far the most popular astronomy classes in the country. Could you get a bit closer to that phone of yours? It's not the clearest, if you could. Uh, yes, indeed. Let's have a look here. Uh, I'll just let you, let, let you fill around with that for a few seconds. Just check with them there, Fiona, because it's, it's, it's kind of dull sounding. We'll come back to them. But the, it's, a, it's, an, it's an eight-week course um, about... Uh, I want to spend some time talking to them, so see if we can get a, a better sound on it. Yeah, a lot of people talking about the cars. And Oh, yeah, Oleg was on from the Cork Car Mechanic Gas Systems there on Poldiff Road and Toker. They do conversions. Uh, it's two days' work. The price is between 1,200 and 2,000 euro, depending on the size of the engine. The eventual saving is between 45 and 50%, or so they say. And uh, this caller was on from, from Moldova, they converted all their cars years ago. Everything was great until this year when Russia put the price up on gas. Now it's nearly the same as the diesel, so there's not a big difference at all. People are really disappointed. That's Olga. Thanks for that, Olga. Okay, let's go back to David Moore. David, you're starting those courses tonight. Is that good morning? Uh, yes, indeed, we are. Yes, they run for eight Wednesdays. So we're hoping everybody in the country will want to learn more about the universe. The fascinating thing about it is that the more you learn, the more there is to learn. So, so what do you cover? Well, we do everything. So if people go to the website astronomy.ie, they'll actually see a list of the eight classes and what each one covers. So we're obviously going to cover the sun because it's a star that we can study and we know really well how it works. And that means we can understand how all the stars in the universe work. And then we've sent spacecraft to the planets. So we know a lot about those. And when you look out into the wider universe, then we're in the Milky Way galaxy going around every 200 million years. How do we know that? Well, we'll explain how, how we know it's 200, not 300 or 100 million years. And then you can look at all the galaxies in the universe and try to figure out, well, where did it all come from? It turns out they're all rushing away as if they came from one big explosion that happened 14 billion years ago, we now know. And how do we know it's 14 billion, not 15 or 13? 
and we'll explain that. And then there are black holes and everything else you ever wanted to know about astronomy. Do I need to know anything about science or maths or physics? Well, this is a great thing. It's a beginner's class, so it's aimed at people who have no knowledge of science, no maths, you don't even need to study a science subject at leaving cert level, but you just need to have a fascination with the universe, which made us all and want to know, you know, over the course of there'll be eight Wednesdays, two hours each, you've got 16 hours of talks and illustrations and fantastic pictures from around the universe to bamboozle your mind every Wednesday night. And you can get the whole family sitting in front of the TV now because it's online. Yeah. In the old days, we had to have 12 physical locations around the country. Now, thanks to things like Zoom, uh, we can do it all centralized so everyone can share the same experience. It's funny, I, when I knew I was talking to you today, I was out the back last night myself, just to actually doing something one day and like putting out the bin. And I looked up and it was a lovely clear night and I thought, there's so much up there that we just At, well, don't know anything about. And it's a, any wonder people are so fascinated. Yeah, I mean, during the lockdowns when people could only look up, they couldn't go anywhere else, our membership doubled. So we have a monthly magazine that people get, tells them what to see in the sky over Ireland. So at the moment, there's the planet Venus blazing in the morning sky with Mars just below it. And people were had time for their hobbies as well. So we were able to, uh, though they were restricted to physically going five kilometers at one stage, we could take them five trillion kilometers at night. Wow, wow. So it starts tonight. Can people just hook up and sign up is there a charge what's the story there is a charge uh, the charge is 195 euros which includes a subscription to the club's monthly magazine which again is aimed at beginners that's worth 60 euros so the real charge is 135 there are other classes around the world we've seen them for 400 dollars we don't think they're as good and they're a lot more expensive so ours are uh, we most of the astronomy on is run by volunteers that keeps our costs way down and as I said, the whole family can sit in front of the laptop TV screen, if you can hook that up as well, and enjoy the classes together, something mm. we couldn't do in the past. And in terms so, of practi practical work, like some people might have a telescope and not have a clue how to use it. Well, there is one of the classes that deals with telescopes. So a lot of people will be thinking of getting one. So we go through all the different types, explain how to use them. And then, you know, if you've got a telescope, Astronomy on anyway will give you free advice on how to use a telescope because if you've got one, you're obviously very serious about the hobby and we want you to keep up that hobby. So do contact us, even if you're not doing the classes, about how to use your telescope. And then you can write in and tell us what you see, which we will publish in the magazine because it's a very Irish magazine. We do cover all the international stories, but if there's an Irish angle, like the James Webb Space Telescope that's yes. in the news so much, that's part built in Ireland. Yeah. Just before I let you go, I mean, at the moment now, we're seeing uh, the astronomical wonder of the early, the change in the early mornings. Every morning now is just that little bit brighter, the couple of minutes earlier. And that's the movement of, like you said, our closest star, the sun. It's, it's all very fascinating. Even, even now, there it is happening before us every single day. Yeah, I mean, we're going around the sun every year, and the first people to figure that out were, oh gosh, the Irish, who invented space exploration. Back in Neolithic times, about 6,000 years ago, they figured out that the sunrise point moved to the right in the winter, stopped, and then moved back. And when they counted the days from the time the sun stopped moving to the right at sunrise, they were able to calculate 
date that there's 365 days in the year. They may even have known about the quarter day, which we have to have a leap uh, year for every four years. And that was 6,000 years ago. That was them figuring out the motion of the earth around the sun, even though they didn't know that was what was causing it. And it's similar to us today trying to figure out how old is the universe, 14 billion years. So we were studying the skies here on this island long before everybody else, thousand years before the pyramids, thousand years before Stonehenge, the Irish invented space exploration. In Burren County, Offaly, the biggest telescope the world ever saw from 1845 for over half a century. Again, people came from all over the world to look through an Irish telescope. And even today, I said, we've part-built the James Webb Space Telescope, which is going to be the best eye on the universe that the human race ever had. Mm-hmm. So we're, Ireland is the world's most popular astronomy club. Relative to population, we have more paid-up members than any other group. There's definitely something in the Irish genes, uh-huh. if you want to take it for even classes or for you. All right, listen, David, thank you. As always, David Moore of Astronomy Ireland. Astronomy.ie. Look, it's, it's a couple... It's a, few quid, it's nearly the bones of 200 euro to get involved, but you have the subscription to their magazine included in that. Astronomy Ireland, astronomy.ie, and the classes start tonight. 0818 96 96 96. John and Cove says, people are simply not pulling their weight with the government's objective of cutting emissions. We have a native solution, a donkey and cart. There's plenty of fertiliser for organic farming. They already committed us to a load of diesel cars last time that they tell us are no good now. Don't get caught out again. Tonkin cart is a timeless solution. And in a few years, there'll be something wrong with electric vehicles as well. On a more serious note, says John, the Greens are only in power because Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael are clinging on desperately. Not that I think Sinn Féin would be much better. I can honestly see us handing it all back to the UK. It's a sad day for the men and women who died in the formation of the country to see people struggling to feed their kids like they did in the Dublin lockout. What did they die for? 0818 96 96 96. And Billy says, electric cars are too expensive. It's okay for people with money. The Bishop's Down Credit Union is my bank, but I wouldn't dream of taking out a huge loan to buy an electric. I'll stick with my 2012 hybrid. Yeah, I mentioned this earlier on and someone came through with the information. I had kind of misheard the guy talking about the farmer's protest. I said, I thought I heard him saying they were only getting 15 cent per chicken. What he actually said was that they wanted 15 cent extra per chicken from the shops. Okay, and two two cent extra per egg on top of the money they're already getting. Thanks for that. That clarifies it. With regard to electric cars, lots of stuff coming in. What's the lifespan of a car battery and how much to replace it? Don't know that, but I do know that if the battery goes in your car, it costs an absolute fortune. And the batteries in some of the cars, I don't know about all of them, some of the cars, the wrong, if you have a tip, if you have a a fender bender, the wrong tip or the wrong fender bender at the wrong angle, can knacker your battery. So so I'm told. Um, To buy an electric car is a huge outlay. Majority of people are relying on second cars with cheaper price tags. Finding second-hand electric cars isn't reliable for the same number of people to buy electric rather than the standard diesel, petrol or even hybrid. 0818969696. There's a new approach 
uh, towards managing our natural water assets. And uh, local authorities, state agencies and public bodies are going to do a big collab and come together and work with all the stakeholders to see what we can do about our natural water assets. It's it's called the lawaters.ie, lawaters.ie. And uh, Catherine Seal Duggan is their community water officer for the local authority waters program. Catherine, good morning. Thanks, PJ. How are you? <laughs> good, good. You're starting a, a number of, of public meetings. I'll get to that in a moment. But I suppose, explain what you're about first, briefly. So I suppose our office, um, we work with the Cork City Council and with Cork County Council, and we're looking at the draft river basin management plan. So I suppose we're trying to get as much as we can all the rivers and lakes and I suppose the sea areas in Cork to go up to good standard. So I was saying there, Cork is actually... You know, it's doing better than the national figures and about one third of Cork's rivers are failing to meet water quality standards, where the national figure is 50 percent. So I think Cork is probably the second best um, county in Ireland. Wicklow is pipping you a little bit, Mm. but um, we're, we're doing better than national figure. But there's still one third of the rivers and lakes that aren't meeting the standards that we'd like to see. So good water quality standards. Would you, would, you think, would you think, Catherine, that sometimes we, we take good water quality a little bit for granted and we think it's just there and we forget our own role in protecting it? Absolutely. And sometimes we can look at it and th- assume it's of good water quality when it mightn't be. You know, so just because, um, you know, some pollution is visible if you see muck or dirt in the river or litter pollution or whatever, but some of it isn't visible. And I suppose we have... Um, you know, a certain amount of the pollution we have in Cork City is kind of chemical, you know, from fertilizers and, you know, nitrogen and phosphorus and stuff. And you won't visibly see that, but it's still affecting the water quality. And, you know, that's for our own our own public health from drinking the water and feeding animals, you know, drinking animals, drinking the water, but also swim and bathe and kayak and all of these things that we want the good water quality. And also for nature and wildlife itself, you know, the fish and all of them, they're very sensitive and they actually need good water quality. And then then out to the sea as well, you know. So sometimes we look in, we think it's good, but we mm. don't necessarily know that. And um, I suppose there is a very good website for people to look up, and it's catchments.ie. And you can go into that and you can look up your local river or lake and stream and see what, what, what it is meeting it. Um, a lot of the western side of the county has very good water quality and some even pristine water. But, you know, that map will give you a good idea of your local area to, mm. to see what is it actually as good as you think, because yeah. it mightn't be. And I guess we, we we talk an awful lot, particularly in summertime, Catherine, about the quality of, of beach and seawater. And I guess if our beaches are not of good quality, that does that point to other problems inland with the water quality? Oh, yeah, it can do. Yeah. So some of it could be very localised, but then more of it will be the inputs from the rivers coming in. And the bathing water, that's very, that's monitored and it's very stringent guidelines on that. And that's why you get these no swimming notices sometimes in the middle of the season. So they're monitored just to make sure that it is acceptable for, you know, people to swim in it. But it is very much what happens in the catchment is what happens, you know, in our in our bathing waters as well. Um, And again, you might not necessarily think to look at it that there's a problem. So certainly for the bathing water, keep an eye on the data. And the county council will always post up in the designated beaches whether it's safe to swim or not. Sure, sure. But as long if we if we keep the rivers clean, I guess it helps with the with the sea at the end of the day. So the public meetings, Catherine, they're on. Are they all online? 
They are unfortunately all online. We had them arranged pre-Christmas to be physical ones, but then with the COVID and all the rest of it, they had to go on to the Zoom. So they're all on Zoom. Um, full details can be given on uh, lawaters.ie. but I'll just run through. Um, we had our first one last night, which was kind of relation to Cork City. Um, tomorrow, we'll be focusing in on the Canturk, Mallow and Fermoy municipal districts. So that's tomorrow. And the rivers kind of we're looking at there would be the River Blackwater. It'd be a massive one. And then the top end of the lower River Shannon. So Milford and those areas that there, that catchment actually feeds off into the Shannon. Um, on next Tuesday, Monday night, we will be looking at the West Cork area and the Bandon Kinsale. So that again would be the Bandon and Illan River and the different river stretches going into Bantry Bay. And then the final meeting we're having on the 23rd, which is Wednesday, we'll be looking at the McCroom, Carrigaline, Cove and East Cork municipal districts. Sure. And the rivers we'll be focusing in again will be the River Lee, um, Catchment Area, Cork Harbour and Yall Bay. So mm. if you if your exact meeting for your area doesn't suit, you can go along anyway to one of the other meetings because we'll talk sure. in general. And the meetings are kind of a presentation and then a questions and answers. Yeah. So it was a really good session last night. Good. We, we did have somebody on the phone wondering when in-person meetings might be back because they were saying there's a different dynamic, a more selective dynamic to online meetings. Any idea when you might do them in public or do them in person again? I, I would say, you know, with the way things have, you know, calmed down of late, I'd say future meetings will hopefully be in person. Now, I think we'd always have to have a Zoom element going on forward as well, just to keep everyone happy. Mm. But I'd say it was just the way it was. And then there was too much risk of having to cancel them again last minute. We just had to go with the Zoom. But I'd 100% agree with that person. And it's not just what's said at the meeting. It's, for us, it's always the chat afterwards over the cup of tea and the biscuits where you hear all the different stories and people can mix with each other as well. That's the Zoom, unfortunately, you know, the dynamics of the audience talking to each other is lost a little bit. Yeah, okay. And I think that's that's very important. Okay. But I should say, they, they, if they look up the lawaters.ie website, they'll go, they'll see we have a virtual consultation room where people can get more information. They can make submissions to the draft River Basin Management Plan itself, which is looking at, as we say, trying to figure out how over the next five years we'll bring up all the water to good status. The closing date for the submissions is the 31st of March. But um, it really is just to get everyone aware, attend the meetings if they can at all. And if they can't attend the meetings, they can always ring me at any stage and I'll talk them through whatever issue they might have in their local area. Okay. And all the and all the information is on the website, www.lawaters.ie. Just lawaters, all one word, dot i.e. Catherine Seal Duggan is their community water officer. Thanks for being with us on the opinion line, Catherine. 0818 96 96 96. Have you di- or downloaded, diagnosed, download? Have you downloaded our app yet? This is the app you've got to have, the Corks 96 FM app, because do you know what? There's an awful lot more to Corks 96 FM than just the radio station, if you open up the app, it's a treasure trove. There's the Fit Mix, there's the Hit Mix. You have direct access to the Premier League at the weekend when Trevor and the team are doing their online programme. Loads more. And all the podcasts. And our podcast of the programme is available every day by about three o'clock. You get the whole show to play back. But in between that, we put up three or four different what we call podcast extras, selected chunks of the programme of the day that uh, we think you'd like to hear again and some of those are available as early as half past twelve so if you're particularly fascinated by it and you heard on the show today uh, you can start checking on the app 
from about half past 12 and it might just come up and if it didn't come up in the selected pieces that we do it'll come up in the full show uh, around 3 o'clock every day of the week and every other podcast from the show is up there as well on the app the Cork's 96 app for your smartphone or your smart speaker and oh, or your tablet of course and by the way yeah just get your smart speaker as well to play Cork's 96 FM and sure Bob's your uncle cash cow coming up in the next hour can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call them now for motor, home, business, farm, life and health insurance. CMIG.ie The lines are live. And we're ready to talk. Can we just talk? Call 0818 96, 96, 96 Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96 Email opinion at 96fm.ie The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan On Cork's 96FM Yeah, Cash Cow, back this hour. More moolah to give away. If you got the password from the lads this morning... Remind yourself of what it is. Don't, don't contact us just yet. And we're not going to give you the password, by the way. <laughs> the lads gave it to you this morning. We don't get, you can probably find it through Instagram if you want to. If you want to have a look at the Quark96M Instagram, you might find it there. But we're not going to give it to you. But we will be looking for it in the next while. Another round of the cash cow on Quark's 96FM. Pete, I don't know if anybody can help you with this, but it sounds like a simple enough request Pete's in Ballon colleague and says he loves the show and he says I wonder could anybody help me to get a bottle of holy water the churches don't have any in their cisterns due to COVID-19 usually I just fill my bottle from the tank in the church but there's no tank there right now if any of your listeners can help please give them my number thanks of the show simple request thank you Pete if anybody can help Pete with a drop of holy water then I'm very sure he'd be grateful I would have thought and I'm only throwing it out there for what it's worth and maybe I'm right and maybe I'm wrong I have been known to be wrong on occasions there was a time in 1983 there was a time in 2001 anyway I was thinking Pete if you bring a bottle buy a bottle of ordinary water buy a bottle of water in the shop you know bottled bottled water in the shop and get the priest to bless it for you? Does that make it holy water? Or am I imagining that? Have the priest bless it for you. Then you've got holy water. I would have thought. I don't know. 0818 96 96 96. Now yesterday we read out a message that we got from Councillor Ted Tynan. Um, Ted had contacted the show just to make people aware of something that he has noticed happening. Uh, across the north side of the city and that is what seems to be the poaching of birds uh, he sees and it's it's just as old as the hills lines struck, strung up bits of twine or string or maybe even if you see it you know fish gut fish uh, cat gut you know fishing line tied up between trees and between poles to, to catch birds and and Ted seems to think it's a form of poaching or whatever. We were hoping to look into that in, in more detail and we will in just a minute. But just going back to electric cars, when cars were converted, and gas, 
When cars were converted to gas years ago, they were great. But sometime later, the exhaust valves suffered on the cylinder head and the head had to be taken off and repaired, which isn't cheap. Now, I looked into that a little bit. Thanks for that. Uh, it was a problem with engines that weren't designed for unleaded and stuff like that because unleaded and LPG, they run a bit hotter in the engine. This is a bit of research. Um, now it's less of an issue if the conversion is done properly and the cooling system is working well and if the engine is tuned up. There's a bit of work in getting the... You don't just shove in a pipe and shove in a tank of gas. It's, it's a, there's a bit of work in it. And you need to know that the person who's doing it is experienced at it, but... Well, good to see that it can be done. And then this one, which provokes a bit of thought. Ireland is not ready for electric cars. People don't do any research with it before they purchase one. The salesman makes you think you're helping the environment, when the truth is 85% of electricity in this country still comes from the burning of fossil fuels. You'll be doing the same damage to the environment as you are with petrol and diesel. Also, the batteries are full of chemicals, and when they're disposed of, do even more damage. We're just not ready for electric cars. And that's actually a thing. And I remember years ago reading about the mining of the things that go into these batteries. Basically, the batteries, they have, the, the active ingredient in the battery has to be mined for. And I read some disturbing stories about child labour being used to mine the chemicals that go into, uh, the ingredients that go into a car battery. So there's an awful lot out there that you don't read, you see. Tom reckons it's time the motorists took to the streets like the farmers. The high price of fuel is driving up the cost of living on everything. We need to cut the blasted fuel tax. Well, Michal Martin has said absolutely straight out that there will be no change in the fuel. No change in the fuel tax. In fact, I've got that clip. I'll give it to you in a while. But first of all, would you like to be a toy tester? Or more than that, would your child like to be a toy tester? Sounds like the coolest job in the world, doesn't it? Janelle Sanders from Clever Tots Toy Club. You're their brand ambassador. Good morning, Janelle. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good. Sounds like the coolest job on the planet, being a toy tester. Well, what little one wouldn't love to have new toys every month to test out? So how does this work? So, Clever Thoughts Toy Club, we're a monthly sustainable toy rental club for little ones from three months up to three years. And right now we're looking for brand ambassadors. So they get a new box of toys every month of four toys to try out, take pictures, let us know how they get on. And then at the end of the month, the toys are sent back, they receive a new box, and then all toys are cleaned and sanitised before going to the next family. Brilliant. And obviously, do, do, they, do the families need to pay for this? Well, of course, we have our normal members, but then our brand ambassadors be getting all the toys for free. Brilliant. So how does one get involved? So all the info is on our website, clevertots.ie, and then it's also on our Facebook and Instagram pages at Clever Tots Toy Club. Okay. Why did you choose four toys? There's a scientific thing there, isn't there? There is, and there has been so many studies done worldwide on toys and what is the appropriate amount of toys for children, and they've come to four as the, the magic number because anymore they get a bit overwhelmed and they just go from toy to toy without properly spending time playing with it. 
And too little, of course, then they'll get, no, if they only have one or two toys, they'll get bored of them very quickly. But so four seems to be the magic number. Something that experts have also looked at is this, you know, the notion that children get a load of toys at Christmas time from Santa Claus. And then by by the second week in January, they're playing with the box and the toys under the table. And there's science on that as well. Exactly. It's a bit like us. If you go to a restaurant and there's a hundred things on a menu, you won't know what you choose to eat because there's too much choice there. And it's the same with a child with toys. If they have a room full of toys, they have so much choice. They get very overwhelmed and they don't really know what to play. And then suddenly the boxes, boxes, the new things, let's play with the box. So this is exactly it. It's important to keep, especially when they grow so and develop so quickly, it's important to keep them engaged and bring new toys every month to them. Yeah, yeah. And and toys need to be age appropriate and you're very careful about that. Yeah, so all our toys have been specially chosen by child development experts so to be the right toy at the right age for their development. Okay. Clever Tots brand rep 2022 is your hashtag. How's that going to work? That's it. So people just use the hashtag Clever Tots brand rep 2022 and then we can search the hashtag to see all their entries for to be our brand rep. Okay. And if if someone has a a youngster that they think would make a great toy tester? Who do they contact? They can contact us directly, so they can either contact via our website, Clever Tuesday, or again on Instagram or Facebook. All right then. Cheers, Janelle. That's Janelle Sanders from Clever Tots Toy Club. You got a young tester in the house? Off you go. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Yeah, let's go back to that because uh, Tom was saying it's time the motorists took to the streets like the farmers. The high price of fuel is driving up the cost of living on everything. Cut the fuel tax. Michal Martin was asked about this the other day on the radio, why they simply wouldn't cut the fuel tax because it would help so many people. Every- Hold on. That's not it. Here it is. Well, we had a difficulty with the VAT. Uh, the European Commission have said to us, uh, well, and the Department of Finance have said to us that we already are at 13.5%. If we came down, say, to 12%, we would end the derogation that we currently have, and we'd end up going back on a higher number, um, and which would mean ultimately costlier bills for people. So uh, the Department of Finance advised strongly against that. Um, and again, um, you know, there is a temporary... F- uh, hopefully temporary phenomenon here in terms of the inflationary cycle. Uh, so we thought the best way to alle- alleviate the pressure on people was through the measures we took. Yeah, they're afraid of the EU. They're they're afraid to cross the EU with, in terms of cutting fat. And what Matt, as Matt Cooper was doing the interview there, it didn't tax the egg, the egg size. It's a very good point. They could slice the egg size off if they wanted to. Of course they could, if they wanted to. Oh wait, one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. But clearly they don't. One, two. Right, we go back to the boards next. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call in person or call them now. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. CMIG.ie. The Premier League Live, powered by Talk Sport. Join me, Trevor Welch, exclusively online at 96fm.ie. Tune in Saturdays as we ramp up the excitement for the day's biggest games. We'll bring you pre-match analysis, live commentary and in-depth interviews with some legends of the sport. The Premier League Live. With now, stream live Premier League action with a Now Sports or Sports Extra membership. Listen every Saturday exclusively online at 96fm.ie or download 
the Cork's 96FM app. Cork's 96FM. Yeah, so back to this uh, thing brought to our attention yesterday morning by Councillor Ted Tyne, where he, he had spotted what he said were lines strung up uh, in, in parts of, of the north side of the city, and he suspected that they were being used to catch and poach Birds, and he was kind of saying, "Don't put yourself in any danger." But if you see birds and you see these, make a bit of noise and frighten the birds. And just for putting it out there uh, to see what kind of reaction, uh, what would people recognise what was going on? And we just put it out there for him. And I was saying it's as old as the hills. I've seen this happen before. But you know, the one man that we can always rely on uh, to tell us what's what with our feathered friends and not just the poaching element of it but at this time of the year what birds we should be looking out for because it's an exciting time of the year is Jim Wilson uh, our bird watch expert Jim good morning to you Good morning PJ how are you? Good and great to speak with you again and I know we want to spend some time talking about what birds we'll be able to see over the next week or two because this is an exciting time but just that poaching thing lines Mm -hmm. strung up between Mm -hmm. trees have you come across it? Um, Not not recently not in recent years Um, under the Wildlife Act uh, it it became illegal to, to trap wild birds without a license and the license would be granted primarily for people conducting research. Mm. And they have to be fully trained. And the training process is quite rigorous. I actually never finished it, uh, despite the fact that I uh, learned how to catch and ring over a thousand birds, but I just still hadn't enough hours in. Because the most important thing with this is that you don't actually harm the birds. So they're not just going to hand out a license to anybody because it's very easy to kill these creatures if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So so in the old days, going way back, there's old photographs of Cork, the city and, and the suburbs and towns around the county of, you know, these little cages outside the, the front door. Uh, in front of these cottages. And it was usually, you know, goldfinches, uh, linnets, these these songbirds. And they used to trap them and keep them in the cage. Of course, they used, they were great singers and it was lovely, lovely to have. Mm. But as, as time moved on, you know, traditions change. You know that yourself. And uh, we've, we've become maybe a bit more enlightened as well. You know, the, the idea, a lot of people started figuring that, you know, maybe it's it's not a good thing to be trapping wild birds and keep them in a tiny cage that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, and there's, 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 there's still a lot of people who keep cage birds but the vast vast majority of them uh, they breed them themselves so these birds are captive bred so they're not being taken from the wild but there are occasions when people are caught and have been caught trapping wild birds um, using what appears to be there that it may be these things called mist nets Mm. And they, you, you remember the old uh, hair nets? I, I remember my, yeah. my mom used to wear yeah. one. Yeah. They're really, really fine. And so what you'd see is the cords that run across. And then you've this very fine netting with a little bag on it, like they're sagging. Yeah. So what happens then is the bird flies into it, can't see it when flying between the trees, flies into this little and falls into the pocket mm. and can't get out. And then you can you can extract it. Right. Uh, and that's possibly based on what you, you've described there is what was going on there. And I would fully agree that if you do come across anything like that, unless the person is there and and if, if there's someone with a license, they generally will talk to you. You know what I mean? They, they, they don't want you going away, uh, either destroying the nets or whatever. They'll tell you exactly what they're doing. 
But if if they're up to no good in general, the last thing they want to do is talk to people. Mm-hmm. So I, I would I would report it to the na- uh, the National Parks and Wildlife Service, the NP uh, uh, NPWS, and you'll get their number uh, online, no problem. National Parks and Wildlife Service, right. and they're the people who who actually police the the the, the Wildlife Act. Okay. Okay. All right, Jim. And that's that's good advice. Now, I'm noticing something these mornings. These mornings, I think for the next four weeks, they're my favourite mornings of the whole year as we head towards the, the equinox and the, the clocks going forward. There's a little mm-hmm. fella singing this morning as I leave the house at <laughs> 10 to 7. Who is he? What's singing now? He spots the sun. <laughs> he spots the light before I can. Who's he? Exactly. Well... He and it is almost certainly a he in this case. In case any anybody listening thinks that PJ is, is being sexist, <laughs> because it is primarily the males that will be singing now, uh, and they start early in the year, and and they're getting earlier all the time, PJ. Mm. Be- primarily because of climate change, because not only is it the length of daylight that triggers the, the hormonal change in birds to think, oh. It's 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 Valentine's Day. It's mm. it's spring is in the air. With it's time to start setting up a family and finding a territory that I can support my family in. And so these birds will start doing that. But because of climate change as well, it's getting warmer. You know, even by yeah. half a degree or a degree. Yeah, this fellow was singing and at the end of January. And I said, "Hey, yeah, are you drunk? Yeah, Go home." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and you get some birds as well in the city. The poor things have been confused by the streetlights. Right. And at night. In the dead of night, you can hear robins and usually blackbirds. They're the two species that will actually sing during the night. And we think it's the triggering of, again, it's slightly warmer in in suburban and urban areas. And you've got this artificial light. And and so things are stirring. Yeah, for sure. It's a lovely, lovely, sweet little whistling sound that I'm hearing this morning. What's that? Is that a blackbird? That's probably... Well, I always try to tell people, you know, what sort of instrument in the orchestra was it? Like the flute, yeah, like, like a little piccolo, Irish music. Like piccolo. Yeah, yeah. Not, but if it's a high pitched, like a piccolo, high pitched. If it's quite high, it's more likely to be something like a robin. Uh, but if it's more flute like, it's either the song thrush or the blackbird. They're both cousins of each other. Yeah. Uh, the song thrush considered more melodic. Then I always refer to the blackbird. They're both using the same instruments. Yeah. But the blackbird is more into jazz, whereas the uh, the song thrush is more into standards. And so you can hear lovely melodies yeah. when the song thrush sings, and it repeats them three or four times. Whereas the blackbird, nah, it's more into free jazz, and the notes go all over the place. But but equally beautiful. It's gorgeous, and and you know it, it signals as I, as I often said before, my favorite few weeks of the year. I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for a spring sunrise a real sucker for a yeah. spring sunrise and those spring sunrises are coming very soon and it's almost mm-hmm. like it's almost like a fanfare to herald it in oh, it is uh, it is i mean it's it you know i mean over over lockdown and with covid lots and lots of people reconnected with nature and connected with nature for the first time partly because they were they were forced you know to to find things to do in in you know in their locality and 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 this is this is what's fantastic about about being interested in nature. You don't have to know the names of the the, the, the birds of the wildlife to appreciate them. But this is the beauty of it. it. They mark the seasons. And definitely coming out of a dark winter and the dark period we've had uh, with lockdown and everything, 
you know, the, the day is getting brighter, getting a little bit warmer now and again, although we could still be hit with a beast from the east or something uh, to come. But but in general, things are improving. And then when you hear those songs, um, I think we need to embrace them. Yeah. I know some people said, the damn things, I can't get to sleep, you know, yeah. or whatever. Uh, but but yeah. overall, it, yeah. it's just beautiful. And you're dead right. And what will happen, PJ, of course, is they'll pass you out because you'll be well up. Uh, like the dawn will come earlier and earlier so mm. they'll be still singing but it'll be earlier they'll sing with the dawn and so you mightn't hear them quite as much maybe coming into March, April if you're getting up around that time yeah. but they, they'll still be but they'll be just starting much earlier yeah. Now in terms of preparing the back garden for our springtime yeah. visitors who who can we watch yeah. out for over the next few weeks and how can we how can we put, lay out roll out the welcome mat as it were Yeah well the, the, at this time of year any of the birds that are around now, now are the survivors. The small birds, believe it or not, like the wren and even the robin, their lifespan is only a couple of years. So they don't, they don't have long to get done what they need to get done. So so what, what you've got in this time of year, February coming into March, is the ones that have survived the winter because the, the largest number of them die off naturally over their first winter. That's why the small birds have lots and lots of birds so that a few of them will survive. So really all all you need to do now is it's not too late to put up a a little nest box, you know, the little box with a a hole in it, Mm. about 28 millimeter hole in it. And you might get blue tits and gray tits and cold tits using it. Um, In the garden, uh, I would leave the cleaning up of, of leaves maybe another couple of weeks because it's at this border time between winter and full spring that birds can get hit. If they get a few days of, of very cold or very, very wet weather, they can sometimes find it hard to find food. And often the, 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 the amount of leaves can, can hold a lot of insects and worms and stuff, and they can go and find that there. Uh, come the end of February into March, definitely if you, want to, if you like a neat garden, I'm not a neat gardener, but if you do, that's the time to do it. Eat berries and all that. The birds are going to start looking for natural food supply. They won't need feeding quite as much, but you can continue feeding if you want to. But what I recommend is you clean the feeder at least once a week or once a fortnight, give it with with mild detergent or mild uh, uh, something like that. But then don't put out as much food because it'll go off. Yeah. you can actually encourage the little toxins to, to develop in these foods and you might end up killing your birds with kindness. So they're, they're the sort of hints I would yeah, give. We're, really. we're not quite there yet when they literally will fleece the feeder in, in the space of yeah, a day no, or two. No, no that, that, that's going to disappear now. That's going to start edging off in general. Some people still continue to get lots of them coming for the takeaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but a lot of them now are getting more interested in setting up a territory doing their singing like you observed in the morning yeah. and getting ready to have a family. And they become less interested in relying on food being put out for them as as spring approaches. I remember bringing this up on the programme a couple of years ago because I had occasion to ring you myself, Jim, for advice. Uh-huh. Uh, the uh-huh. number of people who will get starlings in the attic. Now, it doesn't oh, yes. last very long, but they're noisy no. devils. Can you they prevent are, it? And will they do any harm? <laughs> well, this is this is it, PJ. I'm glad you raised the subject because this is good timing now because I've had many, many people come to me 
when they have the starlings in their attic and they're making a racket or they're just, you know, you know, they, they just don't want them up there. And that's fully understandable. And um, and then they forget about it once the, once the family is gone and, and they think, oh, I better do something about there's that. Only a few weeks in it, like, there's only a couple of weeks in it. There is. I mean, they're not nesting yet. I mean, there's always an outlier, but the, the vast majority of them won't won't be nesting the starlings for another month or six weeks at least. So I would suggest for anybody who had birds in their attic last season and didn't do anything about it, do it now. Check check around for openings. Now the problem is, PJ, is with a, with a lot of the houses the way they're built. I mean, a starling only needs a hole of the diameter of like, oh my god, let me see, all money, all money about two or three inches. Yeah. New money about sixty centimeter, sixty you know, sixty oh, yeah. million. Two, you, you, your, clen- your clenched fist is enough for a whole family. Yeah, oh, that's huge, Janie Mac. Yeah, you'd yeah. get a gang of them, even half the size of that. So you, you, you need to just check out what you can do sometimes. And my, my, my mother-in-law, God bless her, she, she used to have a little windmill. You know the the children's windmills. Yes. And she, she, she had fierce trouble on one corner of the house, and they couldn't really block it up. It was very hard to get at. But they managed to stick a, a windmill and jam it into the. And apparently, that that scared them off big time. They didn't want to go near the place after that. Mind yeah. you, your house looks a bit funny. It looks like a, there's a, with these little windmills hanging off. Because what what they do, I mean, and they are they are harmless. And and they're. I mean, I remember they are. the they, year the year they, I rang you, they were flying around in there, and you said to me, "That's grand. Well, They'll be gone in a few days," yeah. and they were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they. I mean, they, if you got stuff, if they get into the attic itself, obviously you stuff up there. They're going to poop all over the place at some stage or other. But normally they go between the slate and That's the right. felt. That's right. You know, they, they get enough of a space, and they, and they're used to nesting in crevices, crevices. You know, stone walls, yeah. uh, things like that. But they rub the so insulation. Is, they, they, <laughs> yeah. They, oh, yeah. And they just see this as another another place to to nest. Yeah. So definitely look out for that. Um. By the way, the jackdaws, they're not laying eggs yet. Those of you who've got chimneys still, right? Um, I, I would get the little wire um, cover on top uh, sooner rather than later uh, if you don't want them nesting in your chimney because now they, 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 the, the older birds will nest in the, the same chimney year after year. And there's so many older houses that have chimneys now that are no longer in use. So they're they're fine, but with, if anyone with with a new or a clean chimney, uh, um, jackdaws might start coming around and deciding to block it and build a nest in it. So what you do is, I'm looking at our one now, and you've got a little kind of a wire cone that yeah. that that just fits into the top of the chimney, and they can't get in, okay. and they'll go elsewhere. My my last one for you, Jim, today, and we'll talk again yep. at some stage in the future. No um, problem. I'm I'm fully convinced now at this stage that the magpie is related to the dinosaur. The damn things are indestructible. They're always around. <laughs> yeah, magpies. Well observed, PJ. It is official. All birds are, in fact, the last living relatives of the dinosaur family. Right. Okay. They are all dinosaurs. They're all scientifically now considered part of that group of animals uh, that, 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 that we share the planet with. They're, they're actually dinosaurs. And most of the birds are indestructible in many ways. But, but like, like all birds, magpies have two, three, sometimes four young. And if you do the sums... If all of them survive and they're all able to breed the following year and they live to be 15 or 20, we'd be up to our chin <laughs> in magpies alone. So 
they, they, they also die off. They don't all survive. Yes. But the other thing, of course, about birds is they don't go grey or they don't go bald like oh. I like I am. So you you think you have the same bird for for forever, <laughs> but in fact, like with the robins, and I know I'm going to break somebody's heart by saying this, but the truth sometimes hurts. The robins, as I said, they they live on average three years, maybe four years. And I have people telling me they've had the same pair of robins for the last 40 years. <laughs> I'm afraid the chances are almost zero. But what's happening is when one dies, the next, a, a new one comes in. Right. And to you, unless they've got a gammy leg or something, <laughs> you won't know the difference. And they'll behave exactly the same way to you. Jim, it's always <laughs> a pleasure to chat with you about our feathered friends. Nope. And we'll, we'll do it again Likewise. at some stage in a few weeks' time. That's Jim Wilson, uh, ornithologist... Um, Birdwatch Ireland. Listen, you could and have this poster in, in, at home of these most common garden birds, and they're there. And the, oh, the sterlings! Don't give me the sterling. Thank you, Jim. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Ah, come here. Pete got onto us looking for holy water. Just uh, coming out our ears at this stage. Let's. Thanks. Corks 96 FM Cash Cow. With Man Point for fashion, film, food, and fun. Don't wait till the cows come home. Get moving to Man Point. See manpointsc.ie. Okay, another drill. If the cow moves, you lose. So you got the password this morning from Casey and Ross. Now's your chance to play. I have money in front of me on the desk. Cash money to give away. But if the cow moves, you lose. Text to WhatsApp 0833969696 with your name and the password. And we'll play shortly. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call them now for motor, home, business, farm, life and health insurance. CMIG.ie Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 083-396-9696. On Cork's 96FM. Right, let's melt the moo cow. The Cork's 96FM cash cow. With Man Point for fashion, film, food and fun. Don't wait till the cows come home. Get moving to Man Point. See manpointsc.ie. Elliot. Hey. Now, if you hear that sound again... You're done. If the cow moves, <laughs> you lose. I have money to give away. Now, how this Very works, tough. you give the lads the password outside. We're not going to ask you for it again, by the way. If the cow moves, you lose. I have money here in front of me. And I'm going to start the clock, and you'll hear various amounts of money. And I'll ask you, do you want to stop or do you want to go? If you stop, you take the money, or we go on and see, is there more there? But if the cow moves, you lose. You get the drill? Magic. Magic. Brilliant. All right, let's do it. Let's see what we got here in front of us. 150 euro. Okay, how do you feel about that? Um, I think I'll go again. You'll go again. Okay, let's see. 100 euro. Oh. Oh, sugar. What do you want to do? <laughs> I'll take a chance and go again. You're going to go again. All right, all right. One more go. Here we go. 50 euro. Oh. <laughs> what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I, I go again. I go again. You're going to go one more time. <laughs> I'll right. cross my fingers for you here. 
150 euros. Now. Oh, I take that. I you'll take it. You'll take it. You'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> you were right because the cow was about to move. I'm not too sure it was. Oh, listen, Elliot, 250 euro richer with cash cow. Oh, magic. That's brilliant. That is. Thanks, Elliot. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. All right, listen, I'll hand you back out to to lads and you can chat away uh, that's good have a good one alright cheers cheers, cheers bye bye we had a call from Pete message before 11 uh, lives in Ballincollig and is looking for quite a simple thing he wants a bottle of holy water and the local churches don't have any due to Covid can anybody help Holy Cross Church in Mahan just ask the priest or the church secretary St. Columbus in Douglas has it at the entrance. Entrance, If it's run out, just ask. SMA Church in Wilton has it made up in little packs to be COVID compliant. Uh, the church at Dennehy's Cross had bottles up by the altar the other day. Crosshaven Church, thanks Mags, have bottles of holy water to take away. She only took a bottle the other week. So it's out there, Pete. It's out there. No one answered my question, though. If you just buy a bottle of water in the supermarket... And, and knock up the local priest in the church if he blesses it for you. Does that make it holy water? I don't know. I thought it would. But anyway, thanks for all your help with that. 0818 96 96 96. It was the missus who brought this story to my attention. She's been following the tale of Anna Sorokin or Anna Delvey almost since it first hit the headlines and she's she's got a fascination with the story and she knows every in and out of it. So when we sat down this week to watch Inventing Anna, I had both uh, an in, uh, a viewer and a critic with me on, on the couch and it's, it's a nine-parter on Netflix telling the story of Anna Sorokin, Anna Delvey, who was a con artist and she managed to swindle banks... She managed to swindle exclusive clubs, Manhattan's elite. At one point, she actually managed to steal a private jet on the pretense that she was a German heiress, when in fact, she was broke and she wasn't even German. It's a story that you couldn't make up. So it... It comes into a dra- It's true. Shirley Donovan's been watching it on Netflix. It's 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 daft, isn't it, Shirley? Like you couldn't make this up. This is like like your your good lady wife. I've been following this story from the very beginning. Um, so I was waiting for this series to come out. And for anybody who has any interest in these kind of weird. Um, kind of money laundering, all of these, you know, we've seen a lot of these documentaries over the last couple of years. Uh, this is just out there. It's about as far out there as you can get. Mm. Remind people what she did. So, Anna Delvey um, is a, a Russian citizen originally. So, she was born in Russia and her parents moved to Germany. She for for somebody who like she's very highly intelligent and very highly manipulative so what she managed to do was she got an internship at a fashion magazine in Paris called Purple and she was just an intern you know nothing major but was very clever in sort of collecting data and networking and names of people and making connections so when she um, went to New York for New York Fashion Week she looked for a temporary transfer with this magazine and stayed in New York for a little while but then started 
appreciated calling all these very well connected elite, as you said, um, socialites in New York saying, oh, hi, I'm, this is Anna from Purple Magazine and I met you at such and such a thing and we were introduced, you want to go for lunch? And she sort of generated this spider web of connections by pretending that she was this German heiress but no matter who you spoke to they had a different story yeah. so she was an heiress of you know her father was an antiques dealer she had a 60 million dollar trust fund her father was a diplomat so she she spun different tales to different people in order to get what she wanted and because she was moving in such high circles and these people are so wealthy and so well connected, they never questioned her because that's they're the circles that they move in. Yes, yes. That was the thing I could never... When, when herself was telling me about this, I said, but did no one ever check? Did nobody actually you see, check? Well, what she has that nobody else has is Leroydy. That's what she has. She has the neck of the devil. So like if you, you know, you would have seen people, I know you talking about the Tinder swindler now and saying, you know, why were these girls dragged into this and how did they fall for this? And you can kind of understand that. But with Anna, she was moving in such high echelons of society where a million dollars is the same as a hundred dollars to these people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's It's a drop in the ocean. And she was brazen enough when she was questioned to sort of, you know, call them out on it and say, do you know who I am? You know, if a credit card was declined or her her kind of trust fund was queried, she would be like, do you know who I am? Run the card again. Check the information again. So people, because she was so brazen, people were like, okay, she's obviously telling the truth. But she she was claiming to have a $60 million trust fund. But what she decided to do was, you know, found this, you know, Arts Foundation in New York, a members club, and she needed to borrow like $25 million dollars. And it came down to the banker in the situation after refusing her several times sort of fell for her um, her kind of spiel. And he ticked a box at the end of a form saying that she was, you know, liquid enough to cover the cost of this loan when really he hadn't verified any of the information. He had just been sort of spun so many tales and introduced to so many people that she knew that he believed she was good for the money. Oh, yeah. You're watching this with your eyes out on sticks to know, you know how, how she did actually do it. There's an, a, a, an incredible irony to all this. Now, she did time eventually. Not a lot of time, but she did time. The The creator of the show is the same as Shonda Rhimes, who was behind Grey's Anatomy and, and other series like that. But I read this morning that she's actually, Anna Sorokin, is a consultant on the show. Like, you really Listen. couldn't make that up, like. You have never come across, even before this documentary came out, um, I had listened, the BBC did a really good podcast on it and I'd listened to the podcast. Yeah. And I googled Anna Delvey and I found her Instagram account. Now, at the time, she was imprisoned. Her Instagram account was so active. She is such a narcissist, believes she's this iconic kind of pop culture figure. So she is now a consultant on the show and she was paid $320,000 for her her role in, in the consultancy. So she is now uh, made restitution for some of the debts that she, some of the kind of cons that she pulled and she's paid off all her legal fees and she's now writing a book and creating a podcast. So like Listen, if there's anybody that's going to make money out of this, you can guarantee it's going to be Anna Sorokin. They say crime doesn't pay. I think for her it did. And listen, she has been well known to admit that crime pays. 
you know, she she's likely to be extradited now out of the US. But like, never let that stop her from making a quick buck, you know. Oh, it's fascinating. It's on, it's it's top three in Ireland at the moment and it's doing very well globally. It's called Inventing Anna, the story of Anna Sorokin stroke Anna Delvey. Now her voice, my, my missus tells me that that's very like her, the voice would go through you like a cheese grater. But, yeah, the voice will go through you, but it's very accurate. Yeah. And I have to say, the biggest shock for me in all of this, as a side note, is that the journalist who broke the story is being played by Anna Klumsky, who was the child in My Girl, and I don't right. think I'll ever get over that. No, no, I won't. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, don't we could. Oh, Shirley, no. I went to see that in the, in the, in the cinema. And she was a cute little kid jumping off. Oh, no, stop. No, yeah. oh, I can never look at her in the same light again. I was thinking, where have I seen her before? Yeah, oh God. I know I was the same, yeah. Shirley, thanks. That's Shirley Donovan. The story of Anna Delvey, Anna Sorokin, inventing Anna. It's true. She got away with millions. 0818969696, Premier League Live, back on Saturday. $96.00 E with Trevor Welsh, powered by Talk Sport. Live coverage this weekend of West Ham versus Newcastle at half 12. Arsenal v Brentford at three. Manchester City against Tottenham Hotspur at half past five. I shall watch that with my eye, my uh, hands over my eyes. I know I will. It's the Premier League Live online with now stream live Premier League action with a now sports or sports extra membership. Your sport on your terms. Streaming only the games that matter to you most with now. And listen Saturday on the Cork's 96FM app or at 96FM.ie. I think we can go to the court, to Cork Circuit Criminal Court, the story of Don O'Callaghan, the pension fraud, uh, claimed his parents' pension for for 30 years. Uh, Moiraid, what's happened there this morning? Hi, PJ. Yeah, so uh, Mr. Donald Callaghan has just been jailed for, for three and a half years. It's actually four and a half, but the final year suspended. So Judge Helen Boyle handed down that sentence just moments ago here at Park Circuit Criminal Court. Um, you know, she I suppose she, she goes through, as you, as you well know, PJ, mitigating aggravating factors. And, and one of those aggravating factors was that Don O'Callaghan actively maintained deception for 33 years and you know in that she listed some of what he would have done and at one stage and he was getting a, a public services card uh, for his father who who we learned you know in court that, that he passed away in 1987 and he was getting this public services card and sent a picture of his father that was sent back that it wasn't clear enough and took a picture of another elderly man that he knew and sent it in to get this public services card. So it was only in um, in in 2020 that that this was uncovered. Uh, when I heard you talking about it earlier, when when Mr. O'Callaghan's father Donald was to t- due to turn 100, and and when you turn 100, you get the the payment from the president, the centenarian bounty. Yeah. And, and uh, this is when it was uncovered and it was Garda McNagel who set up surveillance. You know, he did Trojan work in this investigation and uh, queued up behind him in the GPO this uh, in October, uh, the 9th of October 2020, watched him, stopped him outside, arrested him. And, and that's when, when Don O'Callaghan made full admissions as to what had been going on for 33 years and over half a, half a million euro taken out of the state pension pool. Yeah, I mean, we've just been talking about inventing Anna. Like, talk about invent, in, in, inventing pensioners. Uh, Maureen, thank you. Don O'Callaghan uh, jailed for 3.5 years, or three and a half years. Well, four and a half with one year suspended. Remember what he did? He claimed his parents' pensions for 33 years. His dad's pension for 33 years. And he also claimed his mother's pension. 
his dad was always originally claiming for the mother who died a few years before it's a huge story and all the detail will come out now so your papers will be absolutely full of it uh, tomorrow I won't be here, Fiona will uh, so tune in for that and she'll have all that detail in the morning. The programme edited by Fiona Corcoran, produced and researched by Fergal Barry. See you tomorrow just after nine. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call in person or call them now. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. CMIG.ie. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.